after the draft, and it's the aftermath of that. Plus, a lot of kind of stories that's been lingering that we want to get our statement, our position in on, including A.J. Hoffman's four biggest, probably, storylines of the college football season. We're going to talk a little extra baseball, and we've got the wise guy roundtable with us. To my right, A.J. Hoffman, the fan who beats the man. Steve Fezzik, the only two-time Super Contest champion who is back to pontificating. You know, Steve, you were all high and falutin until I had to chop you down. About What's that been, about a month ago, AJ? It's more than a month now, about six weeks, eight it, weeks. It settled you down. Everyone was like, so, but today it feels like you're back. To, uh, the ego's just rampant. Is that is that how mm. it feels? Is that how it feels? One good weekend betting, and is that what is that what it, <laughs> I'm know? a winner, not a loser. And we have Scott Seidenberg from the Vegas Sports and Information Network. His name flows though, like. Well, like a rhapsody, as Dylan would say. You've uh, mastered that name, I think. Uh-huh. It just takes me 20 or 30 times. <laughs> I, I, I need... Big, I, I still don't I say Rothenberger. Uh, I need to get up to date with what has been going on. Here. I know you try to diminish McKenzie, but we want to say McKenzie now an NBA expert because he hits over 55% over 300 picks. That is not easy, so he gets to be announced. Okay, okay so let's set this up. Because one of my joys this week has been thinking, I hope no one really tells Scott until we can do it live. But listen, this show's gigantic. So, I mean, it just word gets out. This is a big deal. <sighs> Me and Fez had a transaction at the end of last week's after Scott had to run because he has his you know heart's start of a show. And I didn't know what you would think. Give us, give us your thoughts. Well, first off, for housekeeping purposes... Mm-hmm. It, it was a Dallas for Washington swap. Okay, so yes. Dallas for Washington, and there was cash involved. And, 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 and uh, compensation, cash considerations, I think is what you So your third-round selection for a sixth-round selection with cash, cash considerations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't like it. Well, I think that it throws off what we were trying to do. Well, hold on a second. You were the one trying to, like, you had cat. You were trying to make money talk throughout the entire process. But that's fine, because you know what? I've I've thought about this, and I've come to an understanding that what you guys did, well within the rules. Yep. 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 Completely above board. Boy, this is and a best of guide. luck to yeah, you yeah. and your endeavors. Sounds like we got with no that issues. Being said, right. <laughs> with I that, think there's another sugar going to drop here. With that being said, AJ McKenzie and I have agreed to a deal in uh, which they are going to be giving me the, their first two picks, the Rams and the Broncos, in exchange for my fifth and sixth picks of the Browns and the Giants. And what's the cash considerations? $100. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... He and did. half of the winnings when we win the pool. So really, when I was when I was saying that here's a reasonable person, a little premature, a little premature. <laughs> so what I will say is this: Fez made this compelling point, and and I think it maybe should be a rule that we ha- actually apply moving forward. The transaction itself increased the chance of you winning. In- yes. In- increased chance? Why? By eliminating one team? No, by. And, and Fez, tell me if this is articulated. Oh, go ahead. You articulate. In a nutshell, whenever there's a trade that benefits a party, mm-hmm. it... The question the, is, who is... Who was favored before the trade? Exactly. So, do the rich get 
richer. If the rich get richer to, in a trade, then the other parties in the pool have a right to feel that they were slighted. So or which is, which is a, what I think happened here. But let's do a simple mm-hmm. example, though. Let's agree on the concept first, and we'll talk about the specifics of this. The concept would be if we have four participants, and let's just say our estimate at the end of drafting was 25% chance for two teams to win, so equal to what their pro rata of the mm-hmm. contest is. Mm-hmm. One's at 30, one's at 20. So one's effectively at plus five, one's at minus five, and the other two are at even. If the trade is from the 20% to the 30% where they are gain, where the cash considerations, it's almost like the 20% knows I'm out of it. I'm going to dump everything and get cash back where I can buy out of, let's say, 80% of my cost. I just am being the 20% I got to accept I'm not going to win. That is unfair and something that lowers your chance of winning. If it's in reverse and it, it brings the leader back and the person that is not the leader for, forward, it actually increases the chance of you winning simply because the effect that the trade has is greater for him than me because he had the 30 or 29% chance to win and I had at the time, though it wasn't what AJ thought. It was lower than that. And we, does, we use the Super Bowl odds as an approximate proxy for how strong our teams were. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and 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 so at that point, I had the stronger team on paper. So and, for him to be weakened and me to be strengthened helps you win. I mean, like just mathematically, it so does. a great analogy. Bear with me here. Is we talked about like the NFC North. All right, if mm-hmm. the Vikings and the Packers have a trade, and you're the Lions. All right. And these guys are trading, and and the Vikings go ahead and say, you know, we're going to trade Dalvin Cook to Green Bay. You're like, whoa, wait yeah, a let's minute. Let's say for for not proper compensation for money, back for money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, wait a minute. This the, the chance of us winning the division just went way down. But but if Green Bay decides, oh, we're going to send you know one of our wide receivers over to Minnesota for cash, you're you're happy. Yeah, Minnesota got better. But Green Bay got worse, and the bottom line, you put those those together because you were so far behind Green Bay. Well, even if though you were any distance behind Green yeah, Bay, yeah. So, so so even so, whatever Minnesota picked up on you, you're going to net. You're, 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 it's going to be a net net positive for your probability. Of I winning. completely understand it. My argument is that you want to beat RJ. I disagree with your assessment that Fez had the stronger team prior to the trade. Now, this is what's. And fact. I understand that you're going by the Super Bowl odds, but I am not a believer in Green Bay. And I am not a believer in Tampa Bay. Fantastic. So I would like to propose a bet. I would like to bet my team because you just said I love RJ's this. team is it was already better than Fez's team. Mm-hmm. So let's take let's go let's 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 rewind the scream. The, 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 oh, the, you got something good here. Say it. Yes, I would like to bet you, Scott, that my original team will beat RJ's original team, and I will lay minus one hundred five because you said uh, you said his team was better than I, mine. I'll lay one hundred five. Now that's interesting. So your original team versus RJ's original team. That means you have Dallas now and he has Washington. That's right. Just to let you know something, we had a similar dispute, Uh and and me and and AJ have a bet on my original team versus his original (laughs) team, except he gave me plus 150. Okay. And uh, so it's funny because you think my original team's better than Fez's, which shows the absurdity of AJ's bet even more. I might let you buy in for a little so, of the so, 150. So you're, the wow, that's just, just for, for us to celebrate together yeah. with. So it. you're getting plus, you just made a statement. RJ's team was better. And I'm, yeah. and I, and I'm, I'm offering you plus 105. So, well, well, yeah, yeah, so if you turn that down. First of all, the down, plus 105 is a little, go 110. Sure. All right. Yeah. So I'm giving you plus 110. And you, and, and you said RJ should be favored. Mm-hmm. That is. 
is an off the charts plus EV if you believe this is what they statement. call a wrong favor bat there you go. kind of situation. Yeah. Now it's funny he looks. I can't tell if you're looking to like go all in. No, I'm looking at the evaluation because I'm thinking about okay, if we drop the lowest team, so RJ's going to drop the Commanders. So I'm looking at Casey. We never know what we're going to drop. So, I mean, so, so, so what you're saying is you, you you estimated these odds without really doing the work, and now you're no, redoing no, no, it. No, I didn't estimate no, any no, odds. No, no. You made well, hold on a second. He's he, you're saying let's bring money into it, yeah. and he's thinking about the fair bat. Enough. That's fair. What do you think about AJ giving me plus 150? It's not it's it not viable that that's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. But I, I still stand by I, I disagree with what you guys said about it's good for us because Dude, that's what the best took, team took in the league half hour last time for you to I know and you guys that. still don't get it. The best team we in the league <laughs> was an A minus before. Uh-huh. Now the best team in the league is an A. So for the two teams, let's you say think, hold on, you think I'm better the maths Fez was a twenty nine. Right. Give me the button. Well hold on, let's see what's the no. bet though? Most of the time, that bet won't even apply. Because their whole argument, they're not going to win. Their whole argument, they're saying we're less likely to win, and I yeah. disagree. So I'm willing to lay minus one hundred one, minus one hundred one. Well, that that is. Gen- I'm not. I'll take sh- that. Uh, Three hundred. All right, let's yep. press it. All right, what do you think, Scotty? I'm lost. I still have no idea how somebody wins this bet. It is. Let's let me try one more time because <laughs> I said is, it perfectly. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I think I got there. So yeah. So what he the general premise is that this trade helped your chance. And AJ's chance to win mm-hmm. because the team, the guy who was, I get that. So ahead, yeah, I'm just trying to help the audience. Out. Okay. The guy who was ahead, or the team that was ahead, at least in theory, Feds got worsened, and the team that was behind me, in theory, got improved. Okay. But I was still viable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now what Fez is saying is, well, how can we show this in real life that I think they have a better chance of winning now versus before? Well, we can grade it two different times, at least for this bet, with me with Washington and me with Dallas. Okay, if you guys win neither of those, it doesn't matter, and there's no bet. No one wins or loses any money. So if your team both ways beats yeah. my team. Yes. No, no. If oh, you, if, 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 if AJ or Scott, if you never, under either scenario, you never would have won, yes. then it doesn't matter. So there's two scenarios. Both ways, you guys, if you would have lost, And we're not no talking action. about beating me or not. It's talking about winning, winning the contest. the whole thing. So if anybody other than you wins the contest. Mm-hmm. Then no, the way to well, let's finish the point here yeah. is so if you guys don't win either, it means you didn't win or won regardless if I have Washington or Dallas, there's no bet. Right. If you win both of them, one of you guys. And again, w- these are in a way two separate bets. Right. So yeah. you would be betting separately with Fez and whatever. So let's just look at your side of this bet is if you because now here's the question. Let's say that the bet happens that Scott actually wins or loses. It doesn't really matter here. Is AJ on the hook for that, or is it only if that— It's an an or, either one. Okay, all right, so that's right. Okay, so what we're saying here is if you or AJ don't win either of the bets, either of the scenarios, there's no bet on this side bet, okay? Because the trade didn't matter. The trade didn't matter. If you win both of the scenarios, trade doesn't matter. When does the trade matter? Is if you win one of the scenarios but don't win the other scenario. So if either AJ or I win this contest— yes. In one well, of the scenarios, but not but both. Like, like we're gonna uh, we win we win the contest, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna grade it based on your original team. Yes. And if we still win the contest, then there's no bet. There's no bet. But if we actually wind up losing the contest, so if the trade matter, if in one of the cases yes. the trade matters, yes. Fez, now that's when the bet's on. The, right? So the bet's only on if AJ or and I or I yes or I win. One of the two. One of the two. Yes. Exactly. Which would essentially mean the trade mattered. 
the trade would only matter if Dallas is the one team that puts you over the edge. Well, but the only what, the only difference between the teams is Dallas, Dallas versus Washington. Exactly. That's correct. Thus, that's so it would what, only happen if like, if Dallas wins the Super Bowl and you win. Yeah, or then that's or the only Washington. scenario where it would win, and then because we're yeah. dropping the lowest team, and we expect Washington to be that lowest team. So, it, but whatever the math is on how it's calculated, if you if you split out the win, mm-hmm. and in in one case, but meaning you win in one and you don't win in the other, the only difference between the two views is me having Dallas or me having Washington. So it meant that was ultimately the difference maker. Yeah, so we're only doing it based on wins. We're not doing it based on if your team just outperforms my team. Only if you win, win or not, because it doesn't matter. He's first saying place this is, is all that matters. First, first place is all that matters. Because all I heard from you uh, guys... But remember now, but now we know when the bet's on, and at that point, if you got, if I, if the fur if you win in the ones where I have Dallas... But losing the other ones, Fez wins because the theory is Dallas helped you win, right? And if it's vice versa, you win because it was like we won oh, one yeah, against that's Washington. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, like you're so. The, basically, you're saying as if like I beat your don't, team with Dallas, forget but this. I lose you're to not, your team with Washington. This has nothing to do with you against RJ. This is this has to do with will your would your team have won? Your team or AJ? Regardless way, of the he's saying by them saying, and I haven't heard AJ yet. I guess he did say yes to it, but but in a weird way, this whole debate is only driven by that circumstance. Exactly. Is it? So, but I might be kicking ass, and, and it's not that Dallas helped you. It's that me not having Dallas hurts me. You know, yeah, that's, there's all kind know, of permutations. There's, yeah, there's different just, permutations. This all this shouting and talking is only matters if it affects the end result. And I'm very. And, and you're saying if it affects the end result, I think there's a better chance that it helps you than hurts you. Ex- is effectively exactly. what you're saying. That's exactly what our bet is framed as. Yeah, then I will take that bet because I think you having Dallas hurts me, doesn't help me. Okay. All right. So then 300 each? Yeah. I like it. Let me type it up. That's six. I'll just do three and I'll go times two. Good to see you, man. Hey, anytime you're in town, feel free to start by. And if you want to bet, if you want to bet with this week, we'll, you know, we'll put it in escrow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It was a treat. You got a shirt and everything, right? Thanks, man. Okay, bets on another six hundred. Boy, there's a lot of betting going on here, isn't there? All right, let's just review our teams real quick here, and um, maybe we'll do it the way where everyone, like, we'll say round one, and, and everyone can name it. So let's start. We'll go Scott, Fez, AJ, me. You know, I think we should go. I think Scott should give us six teams. I, th- I don't. I no, think. I, see, no. I think it's because it really you can only compare it around one, round two, okay, round. Fair That's enough. the way to get a feel. Like, who would you take? So in let's that- duplicate the snake draft, maybe that we did. How's this? You just answer the questions that are. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> no, and if you you're don't, right, if right. you don't like it, you can no. tell me. Okay, so uh, first round, Scott, you had Buffalo Bills. All right, Fez, you had Tampa Bay. AJ, we had the Rams. We hope McKenzie gets in there, what? and and I get the Chiefs. So let's just think about that for a second. <sighs> I like the Bills there. Everyone likes the Bills. Everyone, Everyone likes, the likes the Bills. And, and you had the first pick? We all like the Bills. All we right. might even have to like bet the Bills a little. We might think about that. You, you know, know something that I have offset some of my yeah. risk here. You know something <laughs> you said, Fez, that 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 I haven't thought enough about is how much more important the first round is to the sixth round because like an edge in the first round might be a difference between ten percent or um fourteen percent. And ten percent, yeah, right. But in the sixth round it, or fifth round, it might 0.5%, be five percent, point three percent. Yeah, yeah. So plus in the sixth round, like I mean, for me, I took a flyer because we're dropping our lowest team. So I just took a team yeah. that maybe exceeds expectations. And in that, the dropping the lowest team 
makes it where the idea of fatter tails and higher variance, at least with a couple teams, makes sense. Yes. That's why I was so offended by you having two third-round picks on your roster and him having two sixth-round picks. Uh, Saying that's it's, my feelings, it, exactly. It, it's been well noted. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, All right. <laughs> okay. Now, second round. Uh, the Colts. Green Bay. Uh, we have Denver in the second round. Okay, you weren't confused by that, were you? No, I I don't have the greatest sight line to the uh, the screen. No worries, bud. I didn't remember our order. And I have let me San see San Diego oh, Superchargers. Chargers. All right, so let's think about that. Okay, Mackenzie, do me a favor. Maybe shade every other one in the round. So second round gets shaded just in the round column. Gotcha. Okay, so let's think about this. Chargers for me. Fez has Green Bay. I kind of like Fez a little there. Denver doesn't. Nah, not even close. And then Colts, not even close. But the thing about the Colts is they got the easier path in the division, which leads to playoff points if they win it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yes, I like. I like your. I like the Chargers. Like even your, better than even better than the Packers. Yes, the Chargers could be the best team in the NFL. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a real. That's a. That's a. Very tough division. But, Fez, that's concerning if you got the first pick and I got the better team in the second round and I got the better team. There's a lot of the Chargers could miss the playoffs, too. Green Bay's going to win the division. I tell you, Colin thinks Minnesota's going to win 14 games. He thinks they're going to win 14 every year. (laughs) No, he's not a Minnesota guy. Zimmer. He hated Zimmer. All All right. right. Third round. And I'll just say Scott has Philly. AJ has Baltimore. RJ has Cincinnati oh, and I Dallas. Get, how did I get two? You get pitches? two. You traded. Oh. You traded up. So you had ha- two that had to cost me a lot, right? Fifty dollars. That's it. That's it. You realize I'm joking now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. Scott's like first time I see him. I like RJ's third. It's kind of like kind of was. I like RJ's third round a yeah, lot. Yeah, I kind of do. But you know, it's compensatory kind of thing. All right. So who's better though, Cincy or Dallas? It's hard to even tell. But I think well, we know Dallas is favored over Philly. Yes. So in a way, Although I, I don't think they should be. Yeah, but how much? How wrong do you think the market is? What is the current market there? Uh, I think Dallas. We're looking I, at plus one twenty for the Cowboys, plus one ninety for the Eagles. Wow, that's big difference, huh? That's yeah, that's. Mad, mad. What's the difference between Baltimore and Cincinnati? Baltimore's actually better than Cincinnati right now. Better. Yes, yes plus one fifty Baltimore to win the North. Bengals plus one eighty. Oh, that's more than I thought. I tell you this, I like Cincy there. I mean, as a bat. Mm-hmm. I, it's just I really believe this Baltimore thing's gotten out of hand. Like, what was the odds on Baltimore to win the division right when this came out? Like, when the odds came Two out? Two to one. Correct. Oh, that's it? It felt like it was higher than could that. Could have been. There, could, there was some 220. It wasn't widely available. You're I right. swear to God, I remember, like, a 350 at the very beginning. Like, how far back does our data go? February 22nd were the so, first posted odds so we saw. A couple weeks after the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and the odds were only 200 or so? Yes, and they got up to 220 in March. Okay. Yeah. Because here's the thing. At what point are we going to stop hearing about Baltimore and their draft? Because I don't remember a year that they ever weren't considered to be one of the best drafters. Mm-hmm. In the last 10 years, Mel Kuyper lives in Baltimore. He, he's, he's driven that narrative pretty strongly. People Agreed. love Ozzie Newsome, who was there before. They love the aftermath of Ozzie, except they picked a like they picked a, a safety from Notre Dame that, run. That, that everyone passed on. Remember to take someone who's dropping actually is a sign that every team is saying no. 
Is Baltimore really that smart that all the no's don't matter and their yes is like they've been ordained? And then they take a center who is centers are not even a value position anymore. First rounders don't usually go to center. Picks don't get applied to center. And two, he's undersized. And Baltimore is a power run game. I, I think this is much more about going back to last year and all the injuries to the running backs yeah. in the secondary. Mm-hmm. I think that that's you're right. The draft initially boom. Started to move Baltimore, but then more money moved it based upon the fact of oh they were eight and three last year and then they finished eight and nine. How's Baltimore's team this year compare in the preseason? Meaning in coming into the year, well they're versus, phenomenal in the preseason. Uh, 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 yeah, that's true. <laughs> versus, but but what's our season expectations for Baltimore now versus last year? Because I'd make the case they're pricier now. And it's like this effect of the injuries shouldn't be that they're now bad. Because what I think for sure is they're thinner at receiver. I think they're the same. Can you pull last year's yes. Super Bowl? I mean, it's going to be an approximate. Because yeah. we can't look at division because division is too much about since he's look now at season. Good. Look at season. Well, and Cleveland's now considered bad compared well, to a year ago. Just look at season win. Well, I, I, I wonder year. how much difference Cleveland is compared to you. Yeah, pull up last year's season wins. That's going to be interesting just to look at Pittsburgh, you know, because to me it feels like that it's almost like, remember when you bet Green I always get you on this one. You bet Green nine. Bay under like nine after they won 13 games. It's like I think generally it's correct if it was injuries, people underestimate it, but now it's moved so much it feels like it's getting overestimated. Directionally, it would have been fine if I played under 11, but yeah. it was nine. Or yeah. even 10 and a half, yeah. though it would have lost. Yeah. What, what do you got, McKenzie? One second, get in now. Oh, okay. What do you think on this? Do you think Baltimore is still offering value, Scott? I think people are the the everyone the narrative is driving it a little bit that you know uh, everyone's going to be healthy this year. Lamar's going to be a, a return to form, MVP form, and Why? John Harbaugh always coaches well, and so they're going to be a winning team, and they have as good a shot as any, probably a better shot to win the division because the Steelers are down, the Browns will be down, and so what do you think? What's your over under right now for Watson uh, games? Eight. That's what I think. So. So the question is, with, with Brissett for eight and, 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 and Watson for eight, this is a borderline playoff team, isn't it? Yeah. How down is that? What do you think, Fez? Can Watson practice at all? That's interesting. I think, that, that's really the key question. I think when Brady had, was suspended, they let him practice and even play preseason games, but then he couldn't play regular season. So I yeah. would think yes. Because if he can hit the ground running, that's a big difference. I mean, I tell you this, we just had it on straight out of Vegas. I mean, the NFL is retracting. They only had five cases they even want, felt, in theory, felt good enough about to put in front of the arbitrator. And now one of them has been redacted or retracted in a way. They're saying, we're pulling it back. We don't want to stand behind it. So if a player is suspended, they are not allowed at the facility. They are not allowed to practice. But that does not apply to preseason. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so he's going to be playing camp. in preseason games. Training camp and preseason. But there's only three preseason games. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the look. I mean, we're t- if we're talking cosmetics now. He can get up to speed with. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the NFL doesn't want a guy who has all these accusations playing like he's not being punished. Mm-hmm. The fact he gets to play in the preseason regardless feels like that's an optics issue to start with. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got it yet, McKenzie? Yes. Last year they were at 10.9 wins. This, this year, year currently 10. 10 flat. But, not, but the question is how much better are the other – so add up the wins of the other three teams – and see how much better or worse the, the conference is. So you were correct. You made a statement that Baltimore this year is weaker 
than the perception of where they would be last year, and that's absolutely yeah. But my out. point was, I'm saying, I'm saying, I thought they they're even higher ranked. Is if anything, that surprised me a little. I didn't know they were that highly ranked. Yeah. Eleven wins. Who thought that? Yeah, but they gotta be. I mean, think about it. who's the receivers. I get the whole they idea. Traded away. Mark, Mark Andrews or tight end. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And, it. and what effect do we think Lamar's contract situation is going? Assuming he doesn't get a contract, does that help him or hurt him? Helps him. But, boy, but, boy, I disagree ex- with except that. Except if he doesn't want to get hurt. That's what you well, brought that up. Who wouldn't want to get? Who wouldn't not want to get hurt if you don't have your contract yeah. signed? Yeah. So if he runs less, that's a big negative. We're looking at a uh, wide receiving core of Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay. Did Bateman catch 30 passes last year? Is it? He was a dud. Is that a USFL team? <laughs> it's the Birmingham, first round pick. Uh, yeah. Was there any USFL teams with better receivers than the Ravens? No. You sure? I'm sure. Because that 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 dude, that Bateman dude, whatever, was a first round pick, right? Mm-hmm. And he was hurt like crazy. Yeah. And then what happened? He he already did anything. I mean, uh, he's a bust. He had 46 catches last year for 515 yards and one touchdown. In 12 games. That's not good. There's only one dude. There's the the Alabama running back um, playing for Birmingham. That guy's a monster. That guy should be in the NFL. But okay. the strength is obviously Mark Andrews is their wide receiver number one. But he's not guy. a wide receiver. Well, this, this is fast. Their number one pass-catching option. <laughs> this is fascinating. If you add up the three other teams other than Baltimore, AFC North last year, they had a total win total of 25.4. This year, 25.6. A lot of that's because of the Bengals. So, net, yeah, so Pittsburgh down a little bit. Bengals Cleveland probably up. a little down, and Bengals up. Yeah. Big. So the question becomes, if the competition is the same, eh, maybe they're not as out of hand as I thought. What was Baltimore's win total, you know, that's a month ago, McKenzie? Nine and a half. All right, so it's going up, up. Here's my question about Cincinnati. Cincinnati made the Super Bowl. They could have not made the Super Bowl. So you could say, oh, if they would have lost to in the second round, you know, to Tennessee, which they could have, yep. how different would the narrative be? I agree. But the fact is they did have that opportunity, and then they beat Kansas City for a second time in six weeks. And they, let's be honest, Played the Rams at, at a different point in the fourth quarter, they were probably favored to win the Super yep. Bowl, right? So this team in the, with the opportunity has shown themselves to be better than they seemed. Now, what does that mean? Because they were not that good in the year, except they got good later. And then as we talked about it with Burrow, his leg was kind of still hindering him until mid-year and beyond. Maybe the truth of Cincinnati is that – because I would make the case from the second half – from game 10 on, Cincinnati was one of the top three or four teams in the NFL. If you just look at their results. I agree. So – if Burrow became healthier and that was a true demarcation where we could say it makes sense he's better now, why are we sure since he's not one of the top four or five teams right now? And they had one of the best off seasons. We're not. The, we're, we're not what? We're not sure about Cincinnati. Because we've seen this, we've seen this before with the Super Bowl hangover. We've seen teams but that weren't with a super young team that the Super Bowl it was like a it was a free roll in a way. Gosh, let me think about like a team that you know. And I will say this: in recent years, that Super Bowl hangover hasn't been so hungover at all. Even the Falcons, the the king of what should yeah. have been a Super Bowl hangover, they still won ten. I think the year after the three to twenty eight game. Uh, would you agree? Since he had one of the five best off seasons when it came to accruing talent. That's a good question. It's certainly top ten. I don't know if top five. What do you, AJ or Scott? 
Are you impressed with the Cincy offseason? They addressed their number one need better than any team. In O-line. The yes. Mm. And, I mean, they haven't really lost anyone. They didn't lose coaches. That D.C. is really good. Yeah. I mean, I don't the adjustments like that. that got made. We talked about. Yeah, I mean, that. They, they said some advanced stuff in the second. The, the second halves were were ultra impressive. So this is where though Scott's making the point is the market says it's a thirty cent difference. I think that's a, I, I'm down on Baltimore. I'm up on since strength of schedule. The Bengals have a much harder strength of schedule than Baltimore. That's the difference. Ah, uh, that's interesting. That's interesting, which matters obviously. Yeah. All right, so. My uh, other pick in that round, Dallas. So let's talk Dallas-Philly. So you're saying you're high. Do you think Philly should be favored in that division? I think Philly wins the division over Dallas, yes. And and, and is it anti-Dallas, pro-Philly? Make your case. It's a little bit of both. Uh, I'm down on Dallas. Um, I'm high on Philly this year. I think we're going to get in, uh, an improvement from Jalen Hurts, uh, who is playing, you could argue, for his career. Are you a Philly fan? I am not a Philly fan. All right. If you were Philly's GM, what do you do with Hurts? Like, I know you got a season to decide, but mm-hmm. are you optimistic he'll he'll be able to get a second contract? Uh, yeah. If I mean, this is the season, right? Now, who but, are you a fan of? Jets. Okay, so it doesn't what? matter. It's not like the Giants. Okay, but you probably like the Giants a little bit, right? Yeah. No. Either way, no disposition. I'm always interested. What does the the opponent of the team want? Like I want them to sign Lamar to a big contract. I'm a you know Steelers fan. I, I'm not a big Lamar guy. Of course, because long term, you you you've seen the story before. Well, I also think that w- it's like RG three to some degree. Though there was injuries there, it feels like I don't know enough to understand why Lamar was able to do what he did in the second season. But what I know is we've had two seasons. It hasn't even been close to that. Mm-hmm. So like, what do I? And his first season wasn't all that good. So which most rookies, it's not. And he only played half a year. So my thought is, do I trust the last two years or do I trust the one year that was three years ago? All right. And w- there's no trend line that looks good with him. Like what? Tra- he's not throwing. Everyone's saying he's throwing better. Stop not- throwing the ball. He's- Just yeah. run. Get your running backs healthy and run the football. Except you can't win a Super Bowl that way. You can only beat up on bad teams that way. Well, that's that's that can, you can win the division that way. Yeah, but who wants to? I mean, it's like you want to win a Super Bowl. Right? I don't know if Lamar can win a Super Bowl for him. Mm. I mean, he could. I'm just saying it's a long shot. What, what do you either? Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, I, I looked up. PFF had a uh, grading every team's offseason. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati was one of four teams that got a, a grade of A, which was it's the highest high. they gave. So, out. what was the other three? Uh, Denver got an A. Baltimore got an A, and the LA Chargers got. an oh, A. Oh well, you know Baltimore. They, read the write up for Baltimore. I, I want. I, I mean, if if. I, it was a wonderful draft. The fact they haven't signed Lamar. <laughs> when's the last time a franchise quarterback, a former MVP, went into his fifth-year option without a contract? And, and the Eagles getting A.J. Brown didn't give them they an got, a- They got an A-. minus. Okay. Read, yeah. read, read, read the writer. It says, Baltimore's free agency period was quiet enough with solid additions in the form of defensive tackle Michael Pierce, safety oh. Marcus Williams, and offensive lineman Morgan Moses. So code quiet enough meaning there's nothing here really. But the big moves the team made were in the draft. Oh, my God. What, a job on uh, Hamilton? Marquise Brown had grown dissatisfied with life in Baltimore, wanted out. Ravens were able to trade him for a first-round pick. Uh, able to trade him like it was some great, like, oh, it was a coup. Well, Brown, it says. He, he was a first-round pick, wasn't he? He was. 
Uh, he eclipsed 1,000 receiving yards for the first time last season and aver- has averaged just 1.75 yards There's per another, route run in his hold career. On a second. There's another way to say that, which is it, it is he he started his career slow but finally yeah. burst through in year four. Instead, it's like for the first time, so it's an indictment. But to get a, a first-round pick for him three years later – like, there's no way that that after his first three years, you well, said, we'll yep, that was know. good value on that first-round well, pick. Well, hold on a second. I believe, and we've talked about this, I believe every, well, most people got this wrong because, one, well, what did Arizona get back ex- except for just Brown? They got Brown for, for the first-round pick. And a third-rounder. Okay. Okay. I, I know that might not be yep. the headline. So now it's like, okay, they got a third-rounder. They're gonna get this guy at a nor- one year cheap, right? Because he's got, one- and then there's a first, a fifth year option will be fairly cheap, right? Because mm-hmm. this is his fourth year coming up, right? Yes. All right. So now, and then let's say they let him go, they're gonna they'd get a third round compensatory pick, and two third rounders are worth as much as the first rounder they gave up. So in a weird way. If you look at what they the third they got now, now you have to discount the third they would get in a compensatory. But it feels like, and then you add in the idea that the quarterback and them are him are best friends, right? Yeah. And, and the quarterback's disgruntled. Feels like a fairly good trade. And I'm not saying it can't be good for both, but the idea that Baltimore stole it from them just it just doesn't make it. If anything, this is a sign of Baltimore's bad picking. They picked this guy as a first round pick. Now they get now they're getting rid of him for a first rounder, and everyone's saying how great the trade was. Well, that means the pick sucked, <laughs> right or wrong? Yeah. I certainly don't think they wish they I, – I think if they could rewind, they wouldn't take him again with a first-round pick. I want to know which – who other than Lamar, if, if, if we went no quarterbacks, meaning that we had a robot quarterback, the quarterback was the same for everyone. It was a robot named Teddy. Hmm? No, it's a Teddy Bridgewater robot. Yeah. Everyone has Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Does he wear gloves? Two. Okay. What, well, that's where coaching comes in. They can uh, decide yeah, one glove, two gloves, right, no right, gloves. Right. Where's Baltimore at? So we're saying roster other than quarterback. And if so, and I want the case being made because I don't know what their line is a mess, right? They have no receivers. Well, it's it's a weird team. It is a weird it's, team. It's built it's to win with Lamar. code for bad. It's, it was, it's, it's no, built on the running it, it, game it, and the it, tight it's end. Like saying that Ar- it's like saying that you know Army is, it has terrible receivers. But, but hold on a second. Is if, if, if the line is one of their problems, how is it built around Lamar? The O line, right? Right. And it's not like they have great running backs. Well, Dobbins is. He's fine. Yeah. Who? I mean, the blue chipper, red chipper stuff. I don't see any. Uh, I don't think I've heard one on Lombardi's thing of uh, red or blue from Baltimore yet. They got a good kicker, and what they got Peters, who is a who's a real risky corner. Uh, Queen was a horrible pick at linebacker. I mean, where, where's their good picks at? I want to see it. It's like, and now we're just, but they be, look at their grades. What grades have they gotten every year? A or A minus every year? Sure. It, it's not working, guys. Is it? Make your case, AJ. I mean, they, they consistently stay at the top of the division it's other than of last Lamar. year. It's because of it's Lamar. Because they're, it's because, he, he, it's Lamar. because they're Army and they're playing in Conference USA where everybody like has four wide receivers and no one's used to playing against Army. So no one can stop them. And if Lamar needs a win or if you want to win, 10 or 9, 10 or 11 games, it, Lamar's built for that because they're not going to lose a lot of teams worse than them. 
and they get up by 10, and they and cr- six they yards, you. four yards, but, nine yards. But tell me the upset wins that Baltimore have had under Lamar. Very few, right? Kansas City's wh- whoops and whoops them and whoops them. They have one playoff win in four years. Four years he's helmed this team. They have one playoff win. So it, the weird thing is they're hyper-consistent beating the bad teams. They can't beat the good teams at all. And it's all about Lamar, which is fine, except don't make their draft choices out to be ordained from someone that knows what they're doing because they don't. You know, Harbaugh also seems like he's a coach that's like so like um, he's like Tebow, you know, in um, Tebow, Thibodeau. Thibodeau, okay. Yes. Oh, he's so intense. That, that like we're not losing, you know, mm-hmm. to this to, to Jacksonville. Well, their preseason is an example exactly. of that. Exactly. They win, so they win all the games they're supposed to win, oftentimes by big margin, but they don't have that ability to to, to win, you know, to rise to the, the their ceiling's not high. Well, and remember before Lamar was done for the year last year, they were eight and three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, that's that's pretty damn good. Like, if if you project that out over a full season, you should be confident that Baltimore is going to be solid. Well, yeah, but we're talking about two different things here, right? So let's make sure we are clear. One is how good is the process in Baltimore when it comes to drafting? Because them getting an A is really driven by their draft. Why would they ever draft a wide receiver? There's no wide receiver that ever is going to help Baltimore a lot. Well, I disagree. I think the the, here's the thing. They don't want Lamar running like he's been. Their whole point is to get him throwing the ball. <sighs> and, and if that's the case, it's a big question mark for one. Yeah. But go ahead. Well, I was, when you're talking about what, what makes her draft good in, in, PFF, in this PFF discussion, they kinda, it sounds like it's a high-risk, high-reward type of draft because it says the center that you're talking about, Tyler Lindenbloom, it says it's the best center prospect PFF has seen enter the draft since 2014. He could immediately become one of the three best centers in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's also them saying that that guards and centers shouldn't be picked in the first round because certain positional value considerations. But when Baltimore does it, it's the exception that proves the rule. It, it, you shouldn't eat ice cream if you want to lose weight. Oh, look, so-and-so is eating ice cream. He must be so confident. And like, there's some reason you can say it's okay in that case. This is just whatever Baltimore does, they're going to love. I had ice cream last if night. I to, if I told you, Fez, if I told – hold on a second. If I told you, Fez, that um, there's a team and they took a safety that was slow, that dropped in the draft, and took a center in the first round, would you think – what kind of grade do you think they're going to get? C. Because center or safety is not a value position. The value positions shouldn't be one a quarterback, tackle, wide receiver, rush, and cornerback. Safety over under in the first round, one and a half. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's one guy. So they took two low value, but somehow Baltimore still gets praise. Hmm. Doesn't matter what they do. They, if they take a guy that's injured around or around later because he's injured, it's forward thinking. But if they take a guy that's ready to play, he's the most ready to play linebacker. It's like, let's go back through. Let's look at their first round. Take a minute and just get the Ravens' first round the last five years. Twenty twenty one, Rashad Bateman. All right, uh, so far Bust C minus, so far. C minus, and number one wide receiver this year though. Adafe Owe, the defensive end. They had two of them last year. They picked him thirty first. I don't know how did he do last year. I don't know. I'd have to pull up his PFF. Mackenzie, do that. Continue. Uh, Patrick Queen the year before. Uh, disaster. He, he's got – now, here's an example where his tackling numbers are fine because they're final at all. Too. His PFF is like one of the lowest mm. in the entire league. Disaster. A Hollywood Brown. Disaster. Traded. Well, they, they were brilliant to get rid of him. 
So not a good pick. No. Uh, 2018, they had two Hayden Hurst to tight end, who's now playing for Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Not, and, uh, not brilliant, I'd say. And Lamar Jackson. Okay. So other than Lamar, is there one good pick there? Well, 2017, Marlon Humphrey, first-round pick. And Marlon Humphrey's very good. Okay. Yeah. Now, we're going back now like six years. And now, fine, keep going back. Who else? Well, I, I, you said five oh, years. Okay. I went back to oh, 2017. Okay. Go ahead. Go one more. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, offensive tackle. Yeah. Fine. I mean, oh, he's real good. Yep. Right. Uh, the year so, before. But, now, when did Ozzy leave? It seems like there's been a change to this. It was recently. 20, maybe I think it's been three or four years. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It feels like post Ozzy, there might be some question marks starting to rise mm. up. Right? And all I know is Harbaugh was going to get fired, it looked like, the year they drafted Lamar. I mean, he was. They won what five games or whatever the year. I mean, it's like this. This Baltimore team seems to have a lot of down year. Hmm. Pittsburgh hardly ever goes below eight wins. They haven't for eighteen years, but but Baltimore seems to have a lot of five win seasons. But there's excuses. Is, is that right? I mean, there's been at least two. What Pittsburgh hasn't had less than eight? No, sure. I no Pittsburgh for sure hasn't. It's it's rock solid consistent. I thought Baltimore was pretty consistent. Well, I mean, let's look. I mean, just go to Wikipedia. I'll go ahead. All right, so. Any, anyone, Mackenzie, you got anything in closing here? Uh, you asked me to look up the PFF grades. Nobody grading above 70 upon their first-round picks. Bateman at a 65. That's below average. That's replacement level. Odafe Uwe, closer, but 68. Still below replacement level. What's Patrick Queen? Patrick Queen, I was just looking that up. He's like 47. 44. Yeah. I mean, these are disasters. So they, they, were, they had a losing season last year, 8-9. and nine. Before that, they 2015, they were 5-11. and 11. Before that, their last losing season was 2007. Yeah, so, I mean, like, four losing seasons since Pittsburgh's had one. I mean, what I'm, I'm not saying they're not fairly consistent. I'm just saying when you – what year was the five wins? Uh, that was – 2015. 2015. Then why was he going to – so, and the Lamar was in the 17 draft or the 18 draft? He was in the 18 draft. What was their seven record in years 2017? Uh, they were nine and seven. Yeah. I mean, come on, make that. I mean, what have they? How many playoff games have they won since the Super Bowl? Uh, two. Two in a decade. Yep. Since 2012, they won a wild card game in 2014 over the Steelers. Won oh, a wild card game. I don't acknowledge that. Won a wild card game in 2020 against Tennessee. So they literally haven't passed the division round. No. In a decade. Nope. So brilliant though. That's pretty condemning. All right. I mean, all I'm saying is back to what we're saying. Their win loss record. Mafia. The, the win loss record's fine, but they have no ceiling. Yeah. All right. Any closing thoughts? All right. Let's keep moving. Hmm. You don't hear this on other shows, Scott. No. Everyone's like, Baltimore, Baltimore. I read it. So, fourth round, I think. Yeah, we're in the fourth round. I think uh, AJ's got the best. All right. So, uh, Fez, you had 49ers. San Francisco. I had Tennessee, oh, going against your Indianapolis. AJ had Minnesota. Scott had Miami. Mm-hmm. You like Minnesota best, though. I, I like Minnesota. I, I like Minnesota to win that division. Ooh, what's the bet? I will bet San Francisco. I will lay minus one fifty more wins than Minnesota. Whoa! Pick them. Pick them minus one fifty. I might take I'll the take other it. side of that. I'll take it. All right. No, it's funny. When you said yes, you actually had some indecision in your eyes. No, no. They, I mean, the, the, these. McKenzie, pop open. Put the win totals up. I I, I get a second. I, first, I have to at the end of the show to decide about this. You open up the floor. Yes, what do sir. What you think, AJ? I, 
I like San Francisco too, but I remember that exact pick where I was waiting on you because I liked a 14th team that you guys said there was only 13 mm-hmm. good teams, and I wanted Minnesota. So I, I liked Minnesota slightly more than San Francisco, but not way more. Okay. So these are the current – when were these updated? The 8th, Friday. Okay. All right, so what we're saying here is this is good. So you guys are going heads up on wins. If it's a tie, by the way, only regular season, right? Yeah. So if one team makes the playoffs and one team doesn't, they have the same number of wins. It's a tie. All right. Okay. So what we're saying here is Minnesota is 9.0 exactly with a, I guess, a little. Why wouldn't that be 9.1 if it's minus 115 to the over? Minus 120 is the cutoff. Okay. All right. And then we got San Fran is 9.8. But you're saying that you think who's going to have more wins? San Francisco. Okay. Minus 150. For some reason, I thought I was taking San Francisco. No, he's taking Minnesota. Okay. No, I don't want to bet that. I think. Now, let's think, though. San Fran has a fatter tail. Yeah. That I agree. Minnesota's going to win nine games. Yeah. They're going to win nine. I mean, they don't even have to play this season. Colin's theory is that Minnesota finally has an offensive-minded coach. Mm -hmm. Air it out. And that's going to, like, it's just going to unlock stuff. I mean, mean, here's the question. Are we sure Jeffries wants to be there? I mean, it feels like this is a breakout, a real breakout year for him. He should be thrilled. He's going to get get more touches. Jefferson. Jefferson, I'm sorry. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Why am I thinking? Who's Jeffries? I don't know. Why was I thinking that? You know what's funny, Feds? This has been been like three years ago. It was like week two you got on with with Jefferson, and and I hadn't even heard of him, I think, yet. And we bet some kind of deal where I took like some known receiver, and I was laughing at you. And then my guy just Your guy had a Cooper Cup type year. Yeah, I can't. Like like Jefferson was like the number five in the league, and I lost still. Yeah, and you were so so far ahead of even knowing, you know. He went over by 600 yards. I I bet a guy in a heads up. Went over his number by 600. And, you know, one thing, you know, one tip fantasy-wise, I just I, I didn't check this, but I just read this stat from a guy that I respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said if you blindly play every skill position player under, you're cashing like 60% plus. Oh, because I don't of the, agree with Because that. of the injuries. Because, the, because people just forget about all these guys that get hurt week four, and it mm-hmm. just derails their, their season. I mean, we'd be able to go back at least – I mean – to me, I think the only years that matter now is the 17-game seasons with this stuff because, let's be honest, it's a different game now in that the well, times— we one they, year of data now. Well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. the times that they rest people—I mean, like, the whole theory is go under in everyone but quarterbacks because running backs and receivers are going to get rested a game in which they're banged up and they could go, yeah. but they won't go because it's 17 games. Yeah. So— I'm kind of interested. How many players that were skill position players didn't play 17 last year compared to who played 16 the year before when in theory it should be almost the same, right? Here's my premise. If I'm saying you have to be here on time 16 straight days, Mm -hmm. whatever those odds are, being here on time 17 straight days is just a little bit harder. It's not much harder, right? I see. Yes. So playing 16 out of 16 games – However hard that is, playing 17 out of 17, in theory, should only be a little harder. It's one additional game. Yes. My point is having 17 games has the decision makers sitting people in in marginal spots where they are banged up. They could play. Give them a game off because it's such a – especially if it's a playoff team, it's such a long season. Sure. Thus, I think a lot of – my question is if we look at the – not last year but the year before – 
and we say how many skill position players that were in the top 20, let's say, running backs, top 20 receivers in the preseason grading of uh, fantasy, right, whatever those lists are, how many played 16 games, how many played 15 games, how many played 14, then look at the 17-game season, the percentage of games played is going to go down significantly, I think. In, in the 17-game season. Ah, I see. Because I, I think you have, the, you, you're going to have uh, the coaching decision-type rest. Yes. What do you guys think of that? I think that's strong, and especially considering, you know, the NBA has become the king of this. Mm-hmm. And I think the NFL... NFL used to shoot you up, and now it feels like if it's a must-win, they do. But otherwise, it feels like there's a lot of— And only one by team also. You know, I mean, so now if I, if I can't get the number one seed and I'm making the playoffs, you know, why am I putting Justin Jefferson but out there that with a strain? Shouldn't okay. that also on the other, other end of that spectrum, shouldn't that may, mean more often in Week 17 or Week 18 teams have something to play for when they otherwise wouldn't? No, because I think no, only one team will have yeah, something. To whoever's play competing for. for the number one or who's competing for the playoffs. I yes. mean, sometimes they're competing for divisions, like the Rams were, you know, but they lost. Contract but, bonuses. But, but if I'm going to become a number three or a number four seed, what do I care? Yeah, there's a lot. I When, when it happened, the whole one, two, and, and it brings up another point why I think Green Bay might be a better pick than I think is it feels like if you have a weak division, like, we, Everyone's going crazy saying, how are the Rams having worse odds than Green Bay? I think that's a real question. Mm -hmm. The thing I haven't seen, thought of as much, and I am lately, is, well, Green Bay has a much better chance to get the one seed because of their division being so weak. And isn't that such a monster when it comes to winning the Super Bowl? Yes, because they're going to be favored throughout the playoffs. Which helps the Bills to some degree. Yeah, sure. It's not a weak division, but it's not the West or the yeah, North. Yeah, it's the reason why I like I love the Vikings so much because I think the Vikings have four wins just in the division on their schedule. So you're least. not part of the Lions surging group. No, that's and, why you should bet my Vikings and, over three. Mm-hmm. Finish over three wins. Division, division yeah. wins. Vikings over three it. minus one twenty. Well, I mean, I've already Hill. bet you the Vikings have a better record than the 49ers. So. I sure but, hope that. And I sure, and I sure so hope did they you win. Give that four. as an official pick. Yeah, that went here before. One of the podcasts. Yeah, I think in this one. Okay, so uh, why don't you say explicitly in case people didn't hear? The division first. wins. Minnesota Vikings over three minus one twenty. So if it falls three, it's a push. That's right. I think they get five. So they to lose the bet, they have to go two and four. Yeah, think about this. Think how much they have to under four perform. They got to get Chicago swept. and Detroit. They got to get swept by. I know they got to. What's, what's the lay price? Minus one twenty. Where's this at? William Hill. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Pod's over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, let's think about that. That seems really strong, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, I, I know. Also, line, okay. Also, think about the first game of the season against Green Bay. Two-point underdog. The, isn't that the best time that you want Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers probably not going to participate in the preseason like he didn't last With year. With receivers he doesn't trust. Exactly. And then the first game last year we saw them get demolished by the Saints in Jacksonville. I feel like in the first week is the best time to get Aaron Rodgers in the Packers. <laughs> but also the first week is, is the first week with a new head coach for Minnesota. Which actually, week one with the new head coach is a huge advantage. Okay. Because you can trade, you're not going to show your true. You're not going to show you. Say it again. No film, right? Yeah, you're not going to show your true scheme in the preseason, and that's why I think. Am I correct? Miami's playing New England in Week One. Yes, Yes. hosting them. Here's what I'm thinking. I actually like Miami in Week Two, because here's the thing. It's a great theory. I think. Tell me if you agree. Belichick will will solve a scheme for the league. With the Rams, he solved that scheme. It took him years right. to kind of recover from it. 
if you're coming in with a new scheme at Miami, do you and you have the whole preseason to get ready and the whole offseason, do you come in with one scheme for New England and then that be something you don't really do the whole year? And then the second week you come in with your true scheme and you skip Belichick getting to solve you. Well, if their coach was RJ Bell, you would. Well, but, but this but dude, but the dude, this is the dude that's from San Fran, right? That's supposed to be the Mike, yeah. uh, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, he's yeah. the one that was like the Ivy Leaguer in the like supposed to be the brains, right? I mean, not that Shanahan's not smart, but he was like the Ivy Leaguer in the bunch. Yeah, Yaley. So what I'm saying is, this dude's a smart dude. That doesn't that make a ton? It, of, it makes a ton of sense. And to use a chess example, there are certain chess players, like at the highest level, they would not play certain openings against certain opponents because they don't want to. Like, like, oh my see God, this respond. dude's going to show me how to bust <laughs> my, my 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 pet variation on move 17 in the main line. I can't let hit the world know. And I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, they don't play them again until like the end of the year. Check on. So in a way, you, you're avoiding like 10, 12 games of them getting Belichick's version of what you're doing. Interesting. Money on New England in that game was plus three, down to two and a half. So I kind of like Miami in week two if they yeah. come out surprising. That's, and, that, and that's a completely contrarian to almost every week because we always talk about we want, you want to bet against a team the week after New England. Yeah, but you would. That's true, but you agree. Well, let's see if he does it or not. Yeah. Right? Do you agree with me in general? A new coach in week one has an advantage. Yes. Because it's a you get okay. to surprise everyone. Yeah, just like just like a brand new quarterback, I think it's like not knowing his tendencies and the like. You can pick up a whole lot just from seeing you know. Some but remember, film. this dude has never had his own offense, right? So you don't like know. we don't even know what he's going to be running. Really, they don't play again until week seventeen. Hmm. See, that's that's a little wild probably, shot there. Probably not going to have as much success in January and and Gillette as they did back in Miami, mm-hmm. like they yeah, had. But him. In theory, week one's going to be hot down there. Yeah. Real hot. Yeah. All right. So I think I guess we can finish. You want to finish reading the teams out, McKenzie? Sure. In the fifth round, Scott took the Browns. AJ and I took the Patriots. RJ, you have the Cardinals. Fez took the Raiders. So we got a bet, AJ, on the number of games with Watson. How are you feeling about that bet? Uh, Starting to be down. What are we at? Ten. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't feel as good about it now. Like after what I heard today. Just to clarify, number of games suspended. Yes. Yep. Um, as opposed to what? How many games, games played? played? Oh yeah, yeah. So he's saying that that it's. I thought that get, I thought it'd be a minimum ten game suspension. Yeah, I don't think it. I mean, I, I'm still wondering. It, it goes to show you how we try to have you know justice. We I think we try our best in this country, but is it possible yet that Watson? Is it possible Watson did nothing legally or civilly wrong? Meaning we can morally all, wrong, yes. Yeah. Criminally wrong. But if a guy went down to the strip. And and literally three nights a week slept with a different girl. Mm-hmm. That was a bar pickup, no money exchanged. Not, is that morally wrong? To some, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that at minimum he has to accept this guy was has been a dog trying to get yeah. you know get get and get get get. You know, get. I think I'm going to press the green button. I don't think that's morally wrong. No, no, I, some, he said, said some, people, some some people to think some. It. Oh, so you gave a very politically well, some, correct yeah. answer. Well, no, some, some people think it's wrong. It's a some realistic people won't. Some like I don't care what his opinion to, yeah. is. We're saying across society, some people think premarital sex is is egregious. I do think that's a debate. Is as much as I hate double standards. I think to some degree, if women think like men, like Samantha on Sex in the City, for example, I don't think we're ready for that as a society. I think the ramifications would be pretty, uh, pretty significant. Did you ever watch Sex in the City? I, I like the cute brunette. What's her name? Oh, I bet you did, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. 
we done with the list, Mackenzie? One more round, round six. Fez, you got two selections. You got the Saints, you got Washington, AJ and I got the Steelers, and Scott got the Giants. So how are you feeling, Mackenzie? Feeling good, ready to start this season. Let's go. No, no, no. What I'm saying is how are you feeling about your, your picks and stuff? I like it. I like the Vikings. I agree with Scott. Best round four pick. You know what's funny? You just said they're going to win nine games. You know what's funny is this is why people keep, why bookies are still in business. Like somehow all the evidence can tell McKenzie you're in a bad spot right now. Now, are you in on the bet that I get the plus 150? No, not you, me. You don't want that? I do not. No, I think your team is actually viable. Unlike. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they still think they're, it's, it's like, we actually did, we did the math. Now, this is a good segue to the top 10 or the top quarterback list at ESPN. So you want to pop that up, McKenzie? Did you guys get a chance to see this list? Yeah. All right. Why don't we go around and talk about, and we'll start with you, AJ, the biggest objection, meaning you think this slotting is the most crazy, wrong-headed one. Go. Aaron Rodgers at number one. Okay. Now, Fez, you got to like this. Now, this was from ESPN. It was coaches. It was all anonymous, but scouts, like all kind of league people. Yes. They got Aaron Rodgers number one. And I think it's the safe pick just based upon, you know, the last couple of years. However, you know, Adams is the big question. How big a deal is this going to be? His age, is a big big His age is a big question, too. Yes. And we know and he's, he's, not, he's not having kale for breakfast like Brady. He's spending a lot of time on his tattoo. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. So where would you put Rodgers? Five or six. So you would have Mahomes, Allen, Brady, but I mean, who's ahead of him? You got Stafford ahead of him? Mm, you love Stafford. I have Herbert ahead of him. You know what's so crazy? Scott, you missed this. You know what's so crazy about AJ's love of Stafford? We were talking about how Big Ben was one of the real physical marvels yeah. in the last 20 years. He goes, well, Stafford's about as tall as Big Ben. And then he was, what, six, two and a half? Yeah. Like in, in AJ's mind, Stafford's like a giant. Well, I just you think about like if you said name the, the guys with the three strongest arms in the league, Matt Stafford's one of them. But that's not. Uh, so I I just assume like I when I think of that, I think of a big strong dude. I guess. So I don't know. one of the three strongest arms in the league. Okay, so I I'm gonna put Mahomes as stronger. Okay. I'm gonna put Josh Allen as strong. Okay. So that so, so now you're next? saying no one else. I don't think so. So, so you don't think like um, Herbert has a stronger arm? No. Herbs doesn't have a stronger arm. Not than Matt Stafford, no. <sighs> wow. Wow. What do you think? Anyone else got an opinion on that? You know what's funny is you go through the list, there's not a lot of cannons. I mean, Murray has a great deep ball, but has he got a stronger arm? I know Prescott doesn't. I know Burrow doesn't. I know Brady doesn't. And like Aaron Rodgers might be close. And when we're talking about like you line them up at the at the goal line and how far can they throw so it? So like the punt, pass, and kick. That's what I'm like. Who can? Well, why would that matter? Like a Randall uh, Cunningham. Yeah. What, what, how are you gauging it then? What met? What what's your doing? Like, can you get the ball in there if it's third and seven? Yeah, I'll put Stafford ahead of Rodgers. I think Herbert above Stafford. The way people talk about him, Steve Young was talking about. He's the only pass I've seen get faster down the field. I feel like yeah, Herbert's in I, a I think different Herbert. category. And I think also, let's be clear. I mean, Stafford's hitting the age where he probably starts dropping. And off. that's fair. And all these other guys have come in recent years. They, yeah, they, they may be passing him by, but Stafford, for most of his careers, had one of the strongest arms in the league. It is interesting that who, if you say this guy has a strong arm, like a plus arm. 
you look at the list, there's not a lot of plus arms amongst the best quarterbacks. Yeah, there's a lot of old guys. There's older guys, but, I mean, Cousins isn't a plus arm. Carr isn't. Murray, let's say, is. Lamar, I don't even know how to assess that because uh, he's got. I think he's got a strong arm, but so, you know, inaccurate. Um, Watson doesn't have a plus arm. Dak doesn't have a plus arm. Um, Russell Wilson doesn't have a plus arm. Burrow doesn't. And Brady probably still does, which is surprising, but he doesn't see. So it's like the very best do. And then there's a lot of like, not game managers, but let's say efficient. And it's probably a lot of those guys who, if they did have a, a tad more arm strength, would be right in the elite conversation. It's so funny with your hypotheticals. I can't even fathom. Like we're saying, if if Watson had a stronger, but that would change his whole game in theory, right? Like he why? Well, the, it would be it would well, improve you, him. See, I don't think things work like under that theory. The the most talented guy and the hardest working guy should be have no correlation. But we know the more talented you are, the less hard you work. It tends to be just in every almost like when's the last time that someone was the most talented and the hardest working? Michael Jordan. I was gonna say that. But I'm not even sure Jordan <laughs> Tiger Woods. Yeah. I think Tiger is yeah. yes. And, and and I think that's why he's considered, you know, truly an all time great. Michael, let's say yes. I'm not sure he's the most talented, but let's say he was up there. But now throughout literally since 1980 on in all the major sports, is there anyone else? Adrian Peterson. Wow. Was he that hard work? I think he was hard work. I mean. Oh, he's hard work. How? What do you mean? What examples do you have of it? I, I, I mean, I don't know if it was like. Did you hear? Did you know I, someone once that shook his hand? I so heard that like he shows shaking. up all like caught up like. But that's how he was. That, and, that, yeah. That's his talent. Let's just say this. You have no idea. I have no idea. But I sure. never. Have anyone here heard about Peterson being such a hard worker? No. Yeah, so maybe he is, and it just is a secret. Could be something I kept secret. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> What's interesting with this quarterback list? Mm-hmm. Well, you're up. Who do you think well, most disagree with? Watson. All right, so in what way? So Watson, How, Watson's ninth, mm-hmm. and according to ESPN. He would have been fifth if, if, except for all this rigmarole. It's a good point. It's a good point. So, Mackenzie, can you read into the article and say, were they adjusting for this year? The uncertain, because you could make the case if it's team leader that sure. all this stuff hurts, right? But if it's on the field, yeah. he's better than ninth. Yeah, he suddenly, he suddenly took a year off and he went from fourth to ninth. Well, yeah, but the difference is one, you do think there might be a rest factor. Right. Two is there's leadership, team distraction. Mm-hmm. And three, a lot of people are going to vote with their as a virtue signal. Well, that, I think that's what's going on. The article does say voters were concerned and didn't know what to do with the potential suspension because they didn't want to actually vote him fifth because yeah. then they, they look bad. Yeah, who who who's going to want to like like you apparently pound the drum? I love it. Pound I the drum it. for Watson. Truth is profound, Scotty. I would oh who I think is different on this board? Yeah, who do you disagree with? Well, I think Herbert should be higher. Yeah, you took him second. Yeah, I think Herbert should so absolutely you, you be higher. Spoke, you spoke with your selection. 100%. So yep. where's Herbert go? I put Herbert above Joe Burrow, actually. So you got Herbert behind fifth, behind Brady, Allen, Mahomes, he, Rogers. He took him second. No, but I'm just saying here. Where I think th- Herbert and Allen are very, very close. Wow. Now you, you're torn here. These are your two favorite, AJ. I like, I like Josh Allen a little bit better. But I, I, I'm with you. Herbert's lower. I wouldn't have him seventh. I think Herbert's better than Joe Burrow. I know. I, I guess I'm in the minority at this point. But I, I, I don't see how. I don't see what part of Joe Burrow's game is better than Justin Herbert's. Winning. Okay. 
I mean, you're the guy that always points to what quarterback. And you talk wins. about what, how stupid that is I and know. how square it is. Mm-hmm. So. I know. I agree. <laughs> but I do think this. If you can seemingly affect a team's culture, there's something to that. Because I've been a Steelers fan my whole life. Even when the, since he made the playoffs, you never took him seriously. It was like we always wanted – when we won the Super Bowl in 05, we played the Bengals on the road the first game. We put a knee into uh, Carson uh, – what was his name? Carson, Carson. Carson Palmer. Palmer. Put him, ruined his career. I, I still remember the steel alignment. Never had no trouble beating no Bengals. No. I, <laughs> I think a lot. It, it was also last year, I think. I mean, this couldn't have worked out better for the Bengals. I mean, you know, getting Jamar Chase to then reunite with Joe Burrow was which was a, was a, a home controversial run of a home run. controversial pick. Should have taken the I Oregon so. line. I think it was a home run of a home run. Oh no, no, I'm saying at the time. Yeah, every everyone everyone said, said they needed O line. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like you're you're being too superficial. Oh, you know, protect the guy that just got hurt. I yeah. understand the that amazing aspect the of amazing it. thing Sue, is you know Sue Penny Sue what, yeah they were they were directionally completely right that the Bengals weren't going to be able to protect him. It's just that. Burrow was so good, and 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 Chase helped him so much that he overcame getting sacked six six, six times a game in the playoffs. Like, what, what's what's Joe Burrow last year without Jamar Chase? It's very hard to quantify. I, I think that's the tough fact. You know, obviously positively. I mean, huge. I think the the hard thing to quantify is like we've seen Joe Burrow have one great season. He's what fifth on this. Well, list. well first he had the best season in the history of college football. Okay, Trevor Lawrence had a pretty great call. No, it wasn't even cl- it wasn't even close. Trevor Lawrence actually, to me, underperformed every year compared to the, his esteem in college. But what I'm saying is, he's only played two years, and one year he blew out. He was trending. He was a really good rookie. They got his knee blew out. So that should put like the one good year in a in a, a year where he got hurt puts him as the fifth best quarterback in the league. Well, I mean, how, how many years has Herbert played? Two. Okay. I'm. I, I mean. You could look at Deshaun Watson, and, and I get what you're saying. The one he had one great year two years ago. Other than well, that, we he's all been. Agree. Well, we all agree. So let's read the list: Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Burrow, Stafford, Herbert, Wilson, Watson, Dakota Prescott, and that finishes the top ten. Honorable mention: Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. I think it's a strong list. Well, yeah, that's the easy part. So what what are you objecting? Like, what's the difference between Lamar Jackson? Why why is Lamar Jackson eleven? Because he can't throw. Because he can't throw. Okay, well he somehow was an MVP in the league. Somehow, some way, he took a multiple, quarterback who couldn't multiple, throw. You'd rather have Lamar than than. Well, no, I'm just saying under I, that theory. Then then why do you think Lamar should be ahead of Herbert? No, what I'm saying is I think that Joe Burrows were giving him too much love based on one season. Well, again, his rookie year was pretty good half a year. We're talking about seven or eight games less than Herbert. I think it's a sust- sustainability that that it's much more likely that Burrow and Herbert are going to go on and have year after year after year of good years and – it's just a matter of time, Lamar. Yeah, Jackson. the Lamar debate is it doesn't make any sense, in my opinion. If you if you love Lamar, then you're gonna have you could say he's third or something. I I don't see it myself. But again, I w- I didn't see him having that. I think the idea that he had a unanimous MVP was absurd. Hmm. It was a, saying that was the most dominant performance we've ever seen. It was it was virtue signaling again. Well, I mean, sometimes sometimes it's just a matter of who who is your competition. Like there's some years that there's no other contender. Well, we could say who was in second for the MVP, but there was no second. Yeah. I mean, his QBR that year was like six points higher than the second guy. 
I mean, are you saying Lamar Jackson's MVP year, he won the MVP, was the most dominant season in the last 30 years of the NFL? No, but I'm then saying— why is it the only unanimous season? I'm not a voter. Okay, so what, what I'm you, saying, who would you have voted for? Like, it, unanimous well, or not, it was he was a clear and obvious choice for MVP that year. So you're—but wasn't there more clear and more obvious choices in the last 30 years? Probably. And why weren't they unanimous? I, again, I, I can't be in the okay, mind of those voters. that's all I'm asking. So if you don't have an answer, I'm not sure why you're shouting. I'm, I'm no one's shouting. Well, I don't know why you seem very animated. Because you're making it sound like who? I, what does him being unanimous have to do with anything? He was it the right, he was the, the rightful a, MVP. It has to do that there's a narrative that gets created by the media, and the media is biased. The media has their own agenda. And thus, whenever someone's a product of a narrative, I tend to want to debunk it. I tend to want to push back just out of righteousness, just out of the truth and justice in the American way. Well, the truth is he was the deserving MVP. Absolutely. He wasn't deserving of being unanimous. I think what's so going someone on. should have voted for someone that was a lesser player. But under that theory, every year there's people who think differently or why wouldn't the best clear? I mean, almost every year there's a clear MVP, right? I mean, I'd say all, more often than not, there's there's not much discussion. Yeah. Yeah, and there's only been one time it was fifty zero. Go ahead. I think what's going on. If I'm in the media and the very best player is clearly an African American quarterback, and I think it's more than that. I think it's because he was a running quarterback that people like Polian said, and I don't know how true would not be a successful quarterback in the NFL. Should be a wide receiver, yeah. you know, yeah. and 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 everyone's hated that from back in the day. And I get rebelling against it. It just doesn't feel like that it should go into the voting. So the stat geeks are telling me he's the number one rated quarterback. He's an African American quarterback. We're talking about that a couple years ago now. Yes, they, okay. And I'm a voter. The last thing I'm going to do is like, oh, I'm just going to like, like, put a big, big bullseye on me. Why am I not voting Lamar Jackson as the MVP? And what you're saying is very rational. I don't have anger towards those voters, but I also think it's, it means that something affected the voting that shouldn't have. Fear that you're going to be considered not woke in your vote shouldn't be what drives your vote. I agree, but, but there it, would be. It, 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 it's absolutely there real. There will like, be vote. If it's 49 to 1, well, who did? You're saying that phenomenon. Yeah, who's going to be the one uh, who, didn't who wants vote to be for that him. one guy that has to now answer the questions about why they didn't vote for Lamar Jackson? And thus, him being unanimously the MVP feels, I think he should have been MVP. Him being unanimous and the only one in history, that's what bothers me. Because you could make the case that means he's had the best season in history. Right? If, if, right? If yes. You're the, if it's the one time that, that everyone agreed this was the best player, boy, that seems like a big deal to me. That seems like something that would be the crowning achievement of a career. And I just don't think – I think MVP is, a, is an achievement and a half. I just don't think – maybe it should have been 45-5. And that's what's weird. Probably. And, and, like, when I think about dominant season – like, when I think of the most dominant season I can remember, it was probably Kurt Warner in 99. And, and what was the vote? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But I, I can't ima- – like, I imagine if, if you were one – if it was 45-5 to five or whatever, if you're one of those five people, people would be looking at you like, what? Well, How the hell did you what's not funny see is I actually I actually charted out every MVP vote since 99 and and it's funny there was a couple 49 ones you know so it's like and and it, it's funny if you look at who has gotten MVP votes because it's only one vote there's no second that you know it's the whole Russell Wilson thing right, right? like Kurt Bobby Warner got 33 Marshall Falk got eight and Peyton Manning got eight Edron James won yeah so like someone thought Edron James <laughs> that's crazy to me 
Yeah, but in a weird way, if, if anything you feel, someone thinking, not you, but anyone, someone thinks differently, if you feel it strongly, it seems like, well, what do you, you must be missing? Because you think it's, you know, yeah, it's just human nature. But like, what, what do you consider the most dominant NFL season that someone's had? Oh, I'm not good enough to, I'm not, I don't recall the seasons like that, but I do think it's in, do you have a list of the MVP? In, in 2004, Peyton Manning got 47 votes, Michael Vick got one. And there was only, that was a weird year. There was only 48 voters. There was only 48 voters. I think it's the only year. Vic got one vote. Peyton Manning got every other vote. It just seems weird that the, the, the one time everyone agreed was yeah. that one. How many did Culpepper get the year that, that Minnesota went 15-1? Oh, I'm not even. Randall Cunningham was the quarterback then. Oops. <laughs> in 2007, the Here's another one. undefeated in, season. In 2007, How many votes Tom Brady get? gets 49. Yeah, who? Brett Favre got one. Like Favre what? had like seven different seasons or eight different seasons he got a vote. Favre had 28 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Who yeah. voted him for MVP? That's what I'm saying. So if you're the guy who doesn't vote for Tom Brady that year, you look like an asshole. You don't look like you How? you were fighting some agenda. You just look like an asshole. Brady but, had but, 50 but touchdowns. But that doesn't change it. It's happened every year but one. Yeah. Hey, you could be an ass, but you're not a racist. And, and I hear you. And, and I and I and I think that that that. You're making my point. You're Tom Brady was unanimous in 2010. What? All 50 votes. What? 2010. He had 36 touchdowns, four interceptions. Well, why? Why did I? What was the distinction you keep hearing about Lamar having the only year that this was the case? You heard that, McKenzie, didn't you? I did. I, I was wondering if Derrick Rose being the one guy is the is what we're thinking of because I remember that. Well, Derrick Rose didn't have unanimous MVP. I'm thinking of Steph Curry. Steph Curry oh. was the first and only unanimous MVP for NBA. Yeah, Derek. Lamar was unanimous 2019. Yep. Okay, so you know, I, I I guess it 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 doesn't. I mean, one, it's a mistake I made, so I'll accept that. Um, it doesn't change the idea that if there's only two in the history of the league, should this have been one of them? But 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 again, I think you guys are making my point. Which is, hey, it only makes sense. People's going to be fearful of that perception, and that you're going to err towards it. And my point is that's my whole problem with Lamar up and down is I think people do that at every turn. Like when people keep saying, and let's be honest, the media is woke in general, not in any, you know, not in every case. And my thought is all the talk of Lamar's passing getting better. It just, I, I, I don't see where I that's, don't, yeah, I don't see it. I don't know about you. And, 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 and thus if, if, if the media is reporting on someone's biased, good or bad, one, I don't like it, but two, I want to try to take advantage of it. And that's why yes. I think, if anything, I want to, I, I tend to want to fade Baltimore hmm. and I want to fade Lamar if there's not voting involved in the result. Yes. Yeah, so let's not bet against Lamar in a vote. Yeah. Yes. So, last couple of things before you have to run, Scott, is uh, let's shift gears. Do me a favor, AJ, read your college football stories. Don't even make the case. And we'll see if Scott's got any opinions on any of them and we can front load those. All right. Pulling those up. And now. then before that, Baseball, and I'll ask the first question: Is there anything about the lead up to the All Star Game that you believe affects the play? As in, certain teams are going to pitch or pitchers later into the, you know, pitch count, or, or you know, more innings, or is there anything handicapping wise to pull away from pre All Star break? Uh, just maybe some guys that are getting some some time off here. Um, so they're you know, going to try Jordan, to get him time now and the All-Star. Jordan Alvarez got placed on the 10-day IL. He's probably not going to last long, but he gets a little extended break here for the Astros. Um, I would keep an eye on just some players like that and 
So, so that's a sign Maybe some when, more, they come, when they come back, they're going to be nice and fresh and, and they're probably yeah. not as injured as they seem? Yeah, I don't think the, I don't think the hand is really that serious for Alvarez. It's not like a Wander Franco situation where he needs surgery. But um, by the way, McKenzie popped up. Lamar Jackson passing QBR only because remember QBR has rushing 2021 19th, 2020 20th, and what was the MVP year? First. He wasn't first in passing only. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'll I'll grab that one. Second. Yeah, thank you. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, no. So I would just look out and and then I would honestly look for maybe. Some some variants this week is take a look at some dogs, maybe some teams and some guys are, are just looking ahead to the break, getting a couple of days off, thinking about all every all everything that's going on and and now would that be the case probably on Sunday the most? I think so. That's interesting. I, and I'm sorry, I apologize. I don't have the stats on this, but mm-hmm. I think Sunday, the getaway day, um, the under and the, the unders in general, Grand Salami under, because if I'm the starting pitcher, hey, it's a start. I'm going to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. If I'm a um, a starting uh, hitter, I'm already looking forward to my vacation. And the lineups, maybe there's a few more uh, dis- coaching dis- manager decisions. Yeah, you might have guys get the day off. And I can use my bullpens. If I'm the manager, I'm going to use my full bullpen because everyone's going to get a week off. Now, do we handicap teams differently based on if they have multiple all-stars? Like the Yankees have a bunch of all-stars. Mm-hmm. Do they maybe take Sunday even more lightly? Maybe. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you got any baseball questions? Two of them. Uh, I want to play the Cubs under 69 wins. I think it's a completely dead team overrated <laughs> by, by name. <laughs> Big, sexy under. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of the Cubs. And I want to play. Here's an over. Minnesota, I don't understand this. 86 and a half, they're going to win the division. They're going to win the division. Over 86 and a half is a slam dunk, right? I think they're 89. Division's terrible. They win 90, right? Yeah. Because I'm not a believer in the White Sox. So you'd you'd endorse that more than the Cubs under, or you like both? I haven't even thought about the Cubs under, honestly. The division, to me, is not. I think the Pirates are stronger than what people give them credit for. St. Louis just keeps defying things. Uh, That division is kind of up in the air, especially if Cincinnati sells more pieces, they're going to get worse. So I'd have to look at Chicago's schedule and see who they play in the second half, see how many times they play, you know, some of these teams that I think are worse than them. So so one endorsement going with the Minnesota. So speaking yeah. they, they they have six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They have 12 games against Cincinnati, the Cubs do, for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Speaking of schedule. Probably win six or seven of those. Speaking of schedules, um, Seattle is even money to make the playoffs because apparently their schedule is so right? weak in the second half. Any thoughts? I mean, anything you think that's an overreaction to the schedule, the strength of schedule? Seattle's kicking ass. Seattle's playing great. So surging ball. an easy second half. And, and Robbie Ray was terrible. No, t- terrible versus pers- what he was supposed to be, and he's gr- been great the past month. So that Seattle's a buy-on team. You want to bet? I, I would say go bet yes playoffs. All right. Last topics. Uh, just give us one at a time, AJ. Uh, does Clemson return to elite status this year, or was last year the sign of things to come for, for Clemson? Any thoughts? I think the conference is weak, so Clemson can win that conference and then by default return to prominence. Would it, w- this whole idea of SEC, Big Ten, and the two major conferences, does Clem- does it make Clemson mad at the like how does Clemson react? They know they're gonna make it into one of these conferences, the yeah. theory is, right? And it's probably the SEC. Yes. Uh does it affect this year at all? Like, do the teams that maybe are on the outside looking because the theory is 
SEC is going to take in four more. They, they say they're both going to want to get to 20. I don't think it affects the players now because these players won't be around when that move happens. These players are thinking about the NFL. They're, they're not thinking about mm-hmm. three years from now going to a different conference. You know what they're thinking about is winning the ACC championship and going to the college football playoff, which mm-hmm. they have one of the easiest opportunities to do so. Yeah, that's why Trevor Lawrence was overrated with that easy schedule. Next one. How much are USC and Oklahoma impacted immediately by Lincoln Riley's move? By Lincoln Riley's move, okay. Um, Oklahoma, um, for Oklahoma, I'm interested in because I like Dylan Gabriel a lot at quarterback, but they have a defensive-minded head coach now for the first time in how, I mean, when was the last time? Stoops wasn't really that defensive minded now you got Brent Venables in there so he's I don't know what that offense is going to look like this year uh I think USC does take a big big leap forward well the new OC for for uh for Oklahoma is Jeff Levy who came from the old from Ole Miss he's off of the the Lane Kiffin tree but like you have Caleb Williams now in at yep. USC, I think USC takes a big, big, big step forward. You got the Bolitnikoff winner went to USC. Big step forward. No team. There's some more dis- dis- divergence in opinions in USC. I saw their opening season win number anywhere from seven and a half to nine and a half on the openers that books. Where did it open at seven and a half? Well, the South Point opened their games of the year that the impl- the implied if you if you calculate each one of their spreads would have been a seven and a half on USC. By fractional wins. Yes. Well, then I would have bet on them every game. Yes, and I know people that did. Okay. Um, and, again, we're going to go over these again with AJ's takes. But real quick, AJ. Uh, Miami and LSU both get brand-name coaches. Who drags who drags their team out of the dumps first? Probably. Uh, listen, this this Trevor Van, this Van Dyke kid, everyone's really high on it, Miami. Like, really high. Like, he's getting a lot of Heisman love as well. And, again, the conference is much weaker. Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke, yeah. The conference is much weaker within, than, you know, the SEC for LSU. So, I'd go, I'd say Miami. I like Dick Van Dyke the best, though. Laura Petri. <laughs> and in the playoff era, the national championship's only been won once by a team north of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> is Ohio State good enough with the best team Ohio State's had since 2014? Hold on a second. Win? What's that stat? Since 2014, no team from the northern part of the so country. So that means in 2013, they won. Well, since the playoffs, no. Oh. It's only been twice in the last 20 years. And okay, the, that probably is more telling. I, but so 2014 State, is the start of the playoff. High State both times. Yes, 2002 I, and 2014. I got a prop. I love this prop. All right, go ahead. Who lasts longer, Ohio State or every other football team in the north? Ohio State. Oh, that is a good prop. What do you mean, See, last longer? What do you mean? Last longer. In the playoff, goes like further if you make in the, the first round of playoffs, one does, one doesn't. You know, it's like who's advancing. So you further? get Michigan, you get Penn State, yeah, you get Ohio Colorado, you get Utah, you get Oregon, you get them all. Notre you, Dame. Notre Dame. How, how many? Think about that. How many schools are Division One schools are north of the Mason? Let's say they're sixty-five. I mean, just to guess, yeah. right? That's a great prop. And what would right. the odds be? That is good. Yeah, so I got a what, price what's the that. question of yours, AJ? Is Ohio State, who's got the best team that they've had since that 2014 that's team the way we do. That's the way we do it. If, if they can't win this year, does it mean football north of, you know, I guess north of that line, is it pretty much no. out as contending? No, the very fact that they're amongst the favorites means that it's not. And the fact that whoever wins or loses isn't the truth. It's, it's one truth, right? I mean, now if Ohio State completely – Shits the bed, and I mean that's the question. What Oregon's north, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. I mean Oregon's had some good teams. Yeah. I mean I know they're out of the big conferences yeah. now for a second, 
Notre Dame is to make the playoffs and to win the title is like a gigantic leap. I mean, think about the Washington team that made it. They, they, they couldn't have Pretty won close. two games in a row. Cincinnati last year. <laughs> right? They're high. Cincinnati last year or Notre Dame some of those years. But I think that, like, what I'm saying is. I State can, comes in every year and they can win. The years they get fifth seemingly about four times, they could have came in and won it every one of those years. Not saying they would have. Yeah, there was lots of years Ohio State was power rated top four but didn't even make yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think they've gotten bum deals. Let's just say that. <laughs> not that. <laughs> not that. But, but in a way, it's who cares more. I mean, in a way, that speaks to the SEC being so much better than the big, you know, like the Big Ten. Yeah. Which I think is true. I mean, the whole Georgia thing is new. I mean, Georgia really hasn't been legitimately good. And last year they were the best. Well, we saw that with Clemson a few years back. Like Clemson went from, oh, they're a good program to suddenly they were elite. Who's emerged? But LSU, LSU was clearly just a tremendous team. With yeah. Burrow, but why and, doesn't and, and a team nev- like up north ever never have a year like Wisconsin, that. Penn State, never. That's what I'm saying. I think because they don't they don't get the recruits. They don't get the t- exactly. They don't. Ohio State talent. and Notre Dame are the only teams that ever get that high Penn level. Penn State recruits. had a had a chance. They had a solid team, but then they falter. You know, it's yeah. If you think about recruiting wise, California, let's set that off by itself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's Florida, Texas, and Louisiana. then Louisiana, and and then Georgia and Alabama. But. Ohio probably fits like third, meaning in Pennsylvania. In, yeah. uh, that area, that area that, yes. right? Exactly where I grew up in the middle of, like literally, is Western PA mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in, in Ohio. And that's it. So, in a weird way, like Wisconsin, like whoever's recruiting otherwise, no one's going into Ohio and taking everyone, anyone. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. So, it's like the Buckeyes are getting who they want. And then who's every, left over? Who's left over? And people used to be able to go to Florida. Now it's hard. It doesn't seem like as many can go to back years ago. A Penn State could go get a couple people in Florida. It doesn't feel like they do anymore. Yeah. Whereas there's guys in Pennsylvania that will certainly go play in Alabama. Yes. <sighs> yeah, but not if Ohio State. Why? There's very few. I mean, look, very few from Ohio's really. Yeah, but Ohio, Ohio State can get Western PA the same as they can get. Ohio because it's almost like a, a badge of, uh, of um, honor to go to, wow. to, to get remember a the trader Desmond Howard mm. he's from Ohio I haven't worked out him. okay for him. <laughs> has it but I think Ohio, Ohio State and Notre Dame are the only schools that really have the swagger still to go get except Notre Dame's guys. too thin Notre Dame, because of the, the the academic requirements, they can't fill out the team and yeah. be competitive. But like Ohio State going to Texas a couple of years ago and getting Quinn Ewers, that I mean, he didn't stay. But well, he didn't stay because he wasn't good enough. Well, yeah. Well, or they or C.J. Stroud. Now was, remember, was Joe better. Burrow didn't stay. Also, exactly. He wasn't good enough. Yeah. Now again, you can question the assessment. Mm-hmm. And I, but being a good college quarterback is different than being a good pro. Yeah. Though Burrow was a great college quarterback, yeah. and C.J. Stroud certainly a great college quarterback. So okay. I, I, but. The fact that they were able to go get the the best high school player in the state of Texas and in the country from Texas and take him to Ohio, I I don't think there's any other northern programs who are able to do that. Look at the receive. I don't think there's any program in the country that I mean Alabama has trouble in Texas now. I mean because A and M's still that's why Saban's so pissed off. I mean he knows A and M and now A and M's going to start rolling here. I mean they're recru- take a year, right? I think it takes two or three two because or three. I mean I mean freshmen don't do anything. Yeah. All right, so. What so what betting did you add today? Did you add any? I think you oh you had the you had it yeah, on the, the pre-team post-team. Thing. We had the pre-team post-team and the Minnesota and the, and the Minnesota, the Minnesota over. heads up versus yep. San Francisco. So mm-hmm. next week we're gonna let's take just one minute with this. Here's what we're and then uh, Scott's gonna depart. Uh, by the way, Scott, you had you got a quick free pick for us. 
Well, I'll trade uh, you a Twitter mention for a free pick. Quid pro quo. Vikings to win the NFC North. What's the odds on that? Plus 260. I don't, you know, if you think the Vikings are going to be rock, let's think about that a second. If you think the Vikings are going to be rock solid, like let's say nine or 10, you're saying more, but let's just say nine or 10, 10 let's say. Detroit doesn't get to 10. No. Chicago doesn't get to 10. <laughs> no. It only takes what we expect from Minnesota and Green Bay having a real misstep. And if you're low on Green Bay, it's easy to get there. Right. And there's, there's a 10% chance Minnesota wins 13 games, right? A little percent. No. There's not a 10% chance they win 13. Oh, 13 or more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably about right. And yeah. and what do you and let's think about that. A plus 265, you only I mean, you only need to win what what a little bit more about 38%? Let me ask you. Yeah. Would you rather play Green Bay under 10 plus 200? All right, under 10 plus 200. Alternative total. All right, so the theory is the theory is the way that Minnesota wins is Green Bay going under ten. Yeah, but I think I think goes under ten. Goes ten. I think Minnesota has at least a fifty percent chance to win the division. Well, they don't because their season wins only nine, so they don't have a fifty percent. If if so, if Green Bay wins ten, Minnesota does not have a fifty percent chance. That's a sign. Maybe that all this batting it should just be Minnesota. Keep it simple. Just play. But I do. But I do like Green Bay under over three division. Oh, you're right. That might be the way to do it. That's the. I mean, because there's no way they're winning the division. Well, we'll talk about that before this goes out tonight. Yeah, they got to Don't talk about that on the show till tomorrow. Yeah, they got to sweep the the Lions and the Bears. See if that's four wins. And it's on Twitter. It's Scott's on air. That's possessive, but without the possessive sign. Scott's on air. I like that better than AJ's. Oh, it's not really possessive. It's it's a contraction. Scott is on air. Yeah. Is fact, okay. Correct. But it's not Scott is on air. No. You want a little hint? I'm not AJ is the real. You, you AJ wanna, is real. It's you want real. a little free hint? You can buy me lunch? Sure. Get Scott's is on air and just re, and just have a link that says, hey, this is my secondary account, main account's here. So whoever makes that mistake just directs them where you're supposed to go. It's, it's a solid point. If it's uh, not created already. It's not. Who's, who's got Scott? Someone is. already had Scott on air. Yeah. I think that's that's on air or some drug code or something. All right. So here's next week. I'm thinking, guys, we draft for the Super Bowl winner. All right. So we're drafting teams. Mm -hmm. And we did that, though. Got the bills. Okay. Well, maybe. (laughs) And we each have, we convert it to percentage chance to win vaguely or juiceless. And we all, and and that is the price that they're going for. So let's say someone has a a 2% chance. They're, they're the implied two, odds. The implied odds. Vigilance. They're at $2. So we have pricing, right? And at least that's what the, that's the bidding. And then we can, then we, you at least that's the, the range. We all have $250. So in theory, we got a 25% chance each. And McKenzie's on my team this time. And then we just bid. We go down the list, start with Buffalo and say, all right, we're starting the bidding at market price. It's uh, But if we start at market th- price, we're going to run out of money before but, but we run out of But then if teams. no one wants it, then we start backing it up. Oh, I see. Right? Gotcha. And we can back it up until someone finally I takes it. I'm Right? Uh, yes. I like that. And then Done. it's just whoever wins. Winner take all. You like that? Do sure. we do a second place also, or do we just say winner take all? No, I think second place what gets happens? their money What's back. What's for the Super Bowl winner? How many winners are we drafting? I thought you said it was for the Super Bowl winner. Yeah, there's there's a Super Bowl winner. Yeah, there's there's a Super Bowl loser. That's the second. Oh, okay. In theory, we could have second place get their money back. Okay. Well, you know, second place can get back 
$250. Because the theory is if you're drafting differently. No, I guess we're only getting 200 yeah. We're, we're going to all use our, we're gonna use all our money. So the Super Bowl yeah. loser is it is that you don't lose. Yeah, you don't lose, but we're going to go 500 a piece to go into it. I yeah, mean, so how many teams are we doing? Just the much, as much as your money can buy? Exactly. Yeah, if so if I spend all 250 on the Buffalo Bills, or you can AJ, have three, AJ can then, start buying teams for a dollar. Yeah, you can yeah. have three teams, yeah, or, or you can, or have, you can have eight teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it, yeah. That like should be it. fun. Yeah, I, I like it a lot, actually. Yes. See you next week, bud. See you next week. Okay, quick coupon. We're going to make this simple. You guys know the drill. This is coming. It's called, uh, this is for pregame.com. You go to buy picks, and then you can add any package or subscription to your shopping cart. Then you put in Dream 20. Dream Preview, yeah? So Dream 20, D-R-E-A-M, the number two, the number zero. Dream 20, 20% off anything. And this goes up to the Hall of Fame game, all right? So the MLB second half, a lot of good stuff there. And guarantee lowest price ever on that stuff, $349. So you're only paying $279 for every pick from now through the end of the baseball season of your favorite pro. For example, Greg Shaker is up over 70 units. The man with the hat. This season only, meaning he's up more prior year. This season, you bet every one of his picks, you'd be up 70 units. Now you can get every one of his picks for only 279 with this 20% off. Also, the A.J. Hoffman, Fezzik, Dream Combo, NFL here, CFB here. And remember, I talked about it last week. I'm going to be giving the R.J. thumbs up and down to both the NFL and college picks. And that's going to be part of that package. And you get 20% off. Or really anything. What do you get 20% off of? Anything. Why? Because you're listening to this pod. Dream 20 is the code. I could keep talking, but I think the point's been made. What a, I mean, what a nice show that has one commercial in it. That's a good deal, Fez. Okay, wrapping it up. AJ. Now, we had, just had a time shift. Long, let's just say if, if, if it's Karl Marx versus uh, Adam Smith, a lot of talk about money and, and what it means to the soul. But we pushed that to the end. AJ got very self def- uh, or very defensive. Ooh. But I think he looked, he came out okay. I came out all right. Yeah. I think everyone, I, I think everyone listen, did. I admire the way that you handle money. Like I, I admire that the, I don't overspend. Yeah. Although uh, you do buy a lot of stuff. I but that's the only time I spend like I buy books for the library. We're yeah. starting a library here, buddy. Not, right, but you, very but little else. You don't buy stuff for your house, like nah. I mean, just like things like normal things, like a pots and like normal stuff. Because Tom's like every time I come in, RJ's got like a, a mountain of boxes. I got millionaire get next door. The the way to do it is you want to invest in education. I think well, that doesn't make you any richer. It makes your fa- your kids richer. That's the idea. It makes you poor. That's the idea. Well, education's books. Doesn't yeah, have to be school. I think that's yeah. part. I think that's well. Usually, it's good, you know. But I agree with you. Okay, so there's good stuff there. We went over a few of the um, big questions for the college football yeah. year. I want to restate them one at a time. But I also want to be very. I don't love your wording on some of these. So let's try to we'll workshop it a little bit for the radio. Go ahead. Will Clemson return to elite status, or was last year the new normal? Okay, so we got to define elite status. Because la- we went over this once, and it, what was the words that we decided on? Well, I, we because I had said national championship contender, which they were okay. And so you said maybe to- I think we go top tier. Well, that's why I thought elite was the same. Yeah, no. I think elite means you have a fifty. But do you know what top tier means? I do not. You don't know what top tier means. There's tiers, and there's a top tier. 
I they, don't know. That's a top the, tier radio I, station. So are they in the tier with Alabama, Ohio State? Exactly. And exactly. Are they top tier? Because in years they have been. Last year they weren't. So they, in the last two years they went twenty and five, which is still really good. The five years before that they went sixty nine and five. So they lost as many games in the last two years as they did in the previous five combined. And they lost multiple games in conference in a very weak ACC last yeah. year. First year without Trevor Lawrence. What's the quarterback situation? DJ Ugalele. Ugalele. Yeah, is in his second year. Cade Klubnik. So who, how good was Ugalele last year? Not good. Not good. Uh, and Cade Klubnik, who was the Klubnik. number one overall re- quarterback in the country, is there as a true freshman. They think Some people think he's going to push for that job, though DJ well, was I, a very highly touted quarterback too. So Yeah, but once you have a – first off, how touted you are at high school – becomes pretty irrelevant once you play a bunch. It's one thing if you're sitting on the bench, but once you play, it's like we now see how you operate at the college level. And and Clemson is coming off a a run of the three best quarterbacks in the history of their program. So they've set a bar at a point where... So Deshaun Watson. Taj Boyd before him, Mm -hmm. then Deshaun Watson, and then Trevor Let's forget Taj Boyd for a second. Let's just say Deshaun Watson is one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the NFL. And Trevor Lawrence is one of the two or three most highly touted, you know, college players entering the NFL we've ever seen in the last 20 years. Yep. So now Trevor didn't have a good year. I'm a skeptic of his, but still. But even you say you think it, when it's all said and done, he's going to be probably a top 15 quarterback. I think he's somewhere between 11 and 15 for Trevor Lawrence. So now here's the point. Has any team in their last two quarterbacks had quarterbacks better than those two? I mean, that's by far in college the best. Like, if you go back two quarterbacks, I mean, the, uh, only Alabama would be in the conversation. And yeah, I would make, Mac Jones. And I would make the case that, that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't live up. It's less than Clemson. Yeah, I agree. So this is what you're saying is Clemson has had the best quarterback at the college level over the last what seven years or yeah. six years. Other than last year, maybe that's the key to all this. Yeah, and the question is, if they, if they don't have that elite quarterback play, are they an elite program? And, and that's what I think we're going to find out. Well, we know they're not an elite. Well, first of all, let's not say elite. Top, top tier. Top tier, yeah. Top tier. So my point would be, how can you be? Back in the day, you could be okay at quarterback in Alabama and be top tier. I don't think you can anymore. I don't think the other positions, because everyone's got good quarterbacks now. I mean, like, look at Alabama. They're putting multiple people into the pros. Although Georgia won last year with a walk-on at quarterback. But how good was he at the end? Yeah, you, all right, you're right. Georgia was like an alien with the, their line I, play. I agree. Maybe the best defense, you know, in the look modern at the draft. Year. Look at the yeah. draft. And, and Michigan made it a long way with not much at quarterback. But, but I would make the case Michigan wasn't close to a top tier. Michigan was a seven-point underdog at home to Ohio State. I get it. But they made the playoff is what I'm thinking. Yeah, so did Wa- I don't. What I'm saying is that at no point was – Michigan wasn't top tier to win it when they made the playoff. Okay. Right? Because what was their odds as they made the playoff? It they was, were a seven-point dog to yeah. Clemson. Yeah, but what was their odds to no, win it? not to Clemson. Oh, yeah, to, 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 uh, to Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. What were they to win it? They've basically won – Fourth times one fourth, like one, yeah, one, they're one like 15. fifteen to one or yeah. whatever. After True they made odds. the playoffs, right? So top tier is going to be the group where you can't really split. It. It's a high state. It's Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia is what it was, uh, or what it is coming into this year. All right. So your point is, there, what is? No, what's their odds? Uh, Clemson. Well, Clemson, right? Like if you look at Clemson now, they're twelve to one. 
the the top right, so imagine, tier. So what we're saying is Clemson is the only. So the top tier is Alabama, High State, Georgia. After Clemson is twenty five to one or worse. So Clemson's their own tier. Clemson is the only one in that mid tier. And your question is, what has to happen for them to jump to the top tier? Yeah. Is it likely? And if not. What does it say about the Clemson program? Exactly. And Clemson, what do you think? Clemson loses their offensive coordinator. They lose. He's the head coach at Virginia now. And how long was he there? Six years. Okay. Lo- I mean, the lack of turnover has been Dabo's calling card, right? They lose their – yeah, it has been because Brent Venables had been at Oklahoma for 10 years – or at, uh, at Clemson for 10 years. He goes to Oklahoma now. And the guys that they replaced him with, Brandon Streeter, there's a new OC. He's an in-house guy. And the guy who replaced uh, Venables at D.C. Now, wait, hold on a second. When you say in-house. A guy who worked I understand under. what that means. Here's my question. How long was he there? Because if he was the number two for five years, six years, I take that very seriously. He was waiting. Now he's ready. If he came in last year or something, then I, it's very different to me. Left Clemson, did six years, split him between Liberty and Richmond as head small coach? schools. Nope. OC. Well, that's a bad. Th- that's horrible. And then came back to work at Clemson. When? Uh, two years ago. Oh, I don't like that at all. And then their DC. So he was the OC at Liberty, mm-hmm. and and two years later he's the OC at Clemson. Yeah. And you don't see a problem with that. Oh, I do see a problem with it. All right, go ahead. And the DC is a guy named Wes Goodwin, who was a defensive analyst. Has never been an on-field coach before, and now he's the DC. How in the hell isn't this a bigger story? I mean, because in a way, the fact that Dabo's going that direction tells me he's like some kind of genius type that they've had hidden away. Was he an analyst for Clemson? Yes. Wow. But he would have stayed an analyst. Why he was not a graduate him- assistant who they made an, a defensive analyst, and now he's the D.C. So that, mean, now, that means whoever was like the D-line coach or the – uh, linebackers, linebackers coach got passed over. Yes. Did, did they stay at Clemson or did they? Uh, I think it's, uh, I don't know the exact breakdown, but I know multiple you know what coaches I would say, went with Venables. I would say let's dig into that, okay? Because this gets interesting. Like exactly who has been coaching? Like take the top like nine coaching positions over the last like five years. Just, let's just see the evolution because I think it sounds like they thinned the heck out. I mean. Wow. Why wouldn't he go to, like, get some superstar D He could have had probably whoever he wanted. Yeah, I mean, except for five or seven, you know, seven or ten schools. Yeah. yeah. It's not getting Ohio State's D.C. He, might, he could maybe get Ohio State's linebackers coach. Well, Ohio State fired their D.C. and then had to hire a new one. They could get that one, but yeah. you're not taking – no one's taking Ohio State's guys at, at, at a lateral move. Let's get that one clear. Okay, so your gut feeling is no, then. My gut feeling is no, I, unless Dabo Swinney really is. Uh, if he's a better coach than I've thought he is, I've oh, thought Dabo Swinney's a guy say who— if the, if the moon stops shining, I mean, like, do you think it's going to happen? No. Okay, we know there's hypotheticals that it could. And full, I do full think— Full moon tonight. All right. And Dabo like Clemson does have a, a very winnable conference, but they had that same thing last year, and they lost three games. But that really doesn't impact— where they stack up in terms of the and making the tournament or making the mm. the playoffs, right? You go, if you go eleven and one, I mean, like yeah, I, his I'm more point is if you're nine, if you're sixteen to one when you make it, you're not really, you know, that's worse than their odds now. But if, if Clemson goes eleven and one, they won't be sixteen to one. Well, you know, I mean, with the with how bad I, I disagree with that. Meaning, I'm not saying for sure they would be, but you could see them in a bad that bad conference not be any more higher power rate than Michigan was last year and still go winning, okay. right? So, I mean, I'm just saying, I think it's possible. I mean, 
Trevor Lawrence's last year, did they? I can't remember. Did they make it or not? Uh, they made it and lost to I Joe say, Burrow. Or was it Joe Burrow yep. in the finals? Yeah. Okay. And that was the year they had a couple close, like Pitt almost beat him on a field goal. I just remember there was a year they were really bad, but they kind of slipped through. I don't know. Here's what I, I'm confused by about Clemson. And we'll do one of these a week, I think, because we're digging in a little okay. bit. Here's one that I'm a little confused about. So Brad Powers years ago had the stat where as Clemson got better and better, he said the average recruiting uh, result, meaning ranked one to whatever, the first year they won it was like if you go back and you wait, because here's the thing, four years before that were the seniors that got recruited. Three years, the, uh, the juniors, sophomores, freshmen. So whatever it was last year, well, how much did freshmen contribute? A tiny amount. Right. So does when you blend and weight that, they were like the 16th best recruiting class, and they won it. Must be a good coach. Now, you look at it and you did that same kind of blend. They're usually they're going to be in the top five, top three a lot of years, and they're doing worse. Just across the board, the last couple – three years of Clemson is worse than the prior three years. I mean, they have no – the last national title was how long ago? Three uh, – Three seasons do, ago. do you believe the recruiting grades or just the fact that Clemson took people? Are they getting inflated grades? I, I think that once you get to be – that's famous where literally if Texas – back in the day, if Texas took someone, whatever their ranking was, it would become at least a three-star. I don't think Clemson reached that level yet mm -hmm. because they were just – it was the first time that they were even in the top tier. Mm -hmm. Now – I think top tiers are clearly defined at this point. So what's going on? I also think that the quarterback might mean all of this, meaning even with questionable supporting staff and Trevor Lawrence being overrated, they still made the playoffs with them, right? And they won once with and, them. And it could be that DJ Uagalele is just not as good as people thought he was. Well, I think and, that's more than likely. And right? then if, if they make a switch to Cade Clue, I think that's ninety percent. What is a quarterback? That, that Ugalehe can't play compared at the standard that we expected. Well, if you get the number one quarterback in the country, then it feels like. I mean, if I remember right, there was a similar situation with Trevor Lawrence's freshman year, where he came in highly touted. Yep. And it was like game four or five. That it was kind of an injury that got him in the door. I still remember mm -hmm. that week. So. To me, it feels like you give, you know, uh, that freshman's going to be more ready in, in week five by far than he is week one. My sense is it's a train, you know, I'd be, have they played their spring? I guess they played their spring game, right? Yeah. But that freshman wasn't in it. N no. So how do you get a feel how good he is before the season starts? I know you can. I tell you what, it wasn't like he improved. He, the eye test said this kid is, is oh, not the answer. Oh, you're talking about the, 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 the older incoming, guy. I'm talking yeah. about the incoming freshman. Oh, yeah, I have no idea on that. Because it seems like, yeah, this Ugalele, it seems like, is a lost cause to be a top flight Yes, he may be capable, yeah. but that would be his ceiling right now. From At what least I, it seems like. Yeah. All right, so what, what's it, over under for wins? Like, what, what are you looking at as the, the action from this? I, well, I think if you can find a bet no to make the playoff, uh, I think. Well, you can find that everywhere, right? They have whenever they do the playoffs, they do yes, no, don't they? Yes. Okay. I don't think Clemson's back. I don't. I don't think Clemson is returning to what you're calling the top tier stat. I just don't. I don't see it. And if if they do, it's because DJU is much better than he's shown so far, and I just don't believe it to be true. Okay. You got any thoughts on this, Fred? 
I have one last one. If I think I, I think you nailed it with the coaching con- continuity being mm-hmm. disrupted, mm-hmm. along with them not having a quarterback. And, and I, I got new. it's a fade team. I want to fade. This is new to him too. Meaning Saban's used to the turnover. Yes, he's not used to the turnover. Nope. Okay. Last stop. Again, may, this is back to the uh, in a way the the narrative and stuff. Sweeney seemed to get nothing. Dabo seemed to get nothing but positive press for a long time. Then about two years ago, three, two and a half, he was seen in a shirt. A t-shirt, yeah. I think like Newsmax or something, one of these alternative outlets. And, you know, all, you know, far right, whatever you want to call it. And it seems like in general, the, everyone soured on him almost instantly. You know, you I had forgotten about that, but I remember that incident. And it was, it was almost like he was like the breath of fresh air mm-hmm. and like Nick Satan and, and everything. And then after that, not so much. I know. It's a lot of, like, he's a hillbilly, you know. There's a right. sense. This, this guy's honest, you know. It's just like, you know. And he, it's and, like if Jed Clampett, if everyone went against Jed Clampett. Yeah, and then Jed. Mm, I, I think it's a Jed pistol whips Mr. Drysdale. Yeah. Then everyone's thinking, he oh, deserved he's, it. he's different. Uh, yeah, he, he put it up there. Kelly Bryant was the name of the quarterback that Trevor Lawrence replaced. Okay, after four games. Nope. All right, we don't even know his name now. Oh, he's forgotten man. Trevor Lawrence just snuffed him out like nothing. <laughs> Woody, do you have any th- theories on this? Uh, the whole uh, conservative, different change in coverage. Maybe some, maybe some parents aren't wanting their kids to go as much. I, I don't know. I guess I could see that. Mike Gundy went through that same thing. I think he had one of those those He's shirts a man. as well, and, <laughs> and people started to look at him differently. I, to me, it feels like God, these kids, they're all one to go. Whoever's going to give them the best shot to, to make the NFL. But how much distinction is there between, I mean, anyone Alabama wants or anyone Clemson wants Alabama wants. Yes. So it, it's going to be a close tie. I mean, if you're Brad Pitt, you're true. It's like if, if, if I'm getting a chance to date the, the, the hottest uh, starlet, I'm not going to really care what her politics are. I'm not, you know, but if I've got 10 to choose from, like Brad Pitt back in the day, now I'm going to start making some discerning choices. Yep. I mean, the people Clemson really want have a choice of any school no in doubt. the country. I don't know. All right. Okay, Fez, you've got a story here, and this is fascinating. One, it's just on the front lines of limit bets and moving lines, but also the whole point of if there's situations that are unusual, that you don't have a long history on, if you can handicap those well, there's a big opportunity. The whole idea of a half a point or whatever, we're talking humongous edges. So WNBA All-Star Game, (laughs) Circa giving them all the credit for, you know, world openers and stuff. They come out with a 279 total. Now, historically, and we went over this before, 250's been the total. Now, last year it was weird because of the Olympics, but over the course of time, 250 has been the number that has been proven to feel legitimate or a good number for the All Star game over under. Yes. In the WNBA. Yes. But there was something different this year. What was different? So one key rules change this year. They went from a 24 to a 22nd shot clock. Now, was this the entire season or was this just for the All-Star game? Just for the All-Star game. So this is like a one-off. What's the effect going to be? Yes. Now, if I was thinking about it, I didn't understand All-Star games, I would think, okay, the only time it matters is when the shot clock gets from four seconds down to zero. And thus, it's never going to do that. And thus, the pace of the game will be affected by that difference. I'm not sure how to figure it, but man, off the cuff, their number 
they came up with, the adjustment was way, way too much. So they came up with what number? So they came up with, instead of 250, 279. All right, so this – now think about this. If every possession went below four seconds and the average this, um, amount of time it went into the four seconds was halfway in two seconds, it'd be an average of two seconds per possession, which would be about a 10% on, on a 20-second. It'd be a 10% difference, uh, increase in pace. They wrote, they increased his line by more, more than, than 10%. 10%. So if every possession did got into that time, it would probably be too much. But your point is the pace of the All-Star games made it so it wouldn't often get into that, right? Yeah, it'd be so rare. Anyone who's watched an All-Star game. They're shooting game, before four seconds happy anyway. action, fun time. It, it, they could put in the 16-second clock and it wouldn't have much of an impact whatsoever because all people are doing is shooting and gunning. Every time, every possession that doesn't go below four seconds is not have zero effect because of the rule change. Exactly. Only possessions that went below four seconds and only a small percentage of those of overall possessions would do that. Exactly. Thus, you said, yum, yum, this looks good. Bang. Right, max so bet under. Right off, you hit the max Hit bet, the limit under. Which was, the limit was a dime for here. Yes. What did they do with it? So they move it two and a half points. It was actually 279 and a half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they moved it to 277. And what did you do that? Bang, hit it again. Fired another, again. Another limit bet. You keep one in the chamber. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> then what did you do? So you got they, scared. I got scared. They drop it to two seventy four and a half, and I'm thinking to myself, "That's what, a five point move." What I miss? You know what? Let I mean, me. In a weird way, the five point move is saying that, that's them telling you they're not sure of this number. No, they're, they're saying. But still, you got scared. So I got, I got, I got a little scared. I said, "You know what? Jelly I'll, in the belly. Let me pump the like, jelly. Let in me the pump belly. the brakes a little bit." And let me let me put out a little note to my the, the guys that I know. Of course, they did were of no help and. I'll wait and see. I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait and see what develops. Game no, wasn't game wasn't until, until Sunday. This is Saturday. Yeah, I don't know exactly who you put out the word to. So what you telling me? We weak. <laughs> what about Peacock? Peacock went and had out with some Dominicans. What about Shorty Boy? Shorty Boy went and cleaned his old Acca. What about Eggy Mule? Eggy locked up, caught a nickel with the feds for a pistol. So you didn't get any help. English only. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get any help. None. That's Baltimore. That's a, they got a thick accent. Okay, so then what? So the total just slowly starts drifting down further. So Saturday at night. At this point, no one's betting. To me, even if I got – I don't usually get jelly in the belly, but if I did, once 20 minutes went by and no one hit the over, I'm feeling more confident. Yes, and I should have kept firing like crazy, but I, I took a couple hours away i came back it's down to like 270 and i'm like you know what no one's going the other way no one's going the other way i gotta i gotta get get some more so you fire fire two more limit bets so now you got four dimes on it yes continue so i still think the number's completely off go ahead at a certain point even with a big edge the, the, to, the a certain amount can be too much and you weren't necessarily there yet but in, we should teach that 
if you're doing it by Kelly or half Kelly or whatever, you figure the edge, the higher the edge, the bigger the bets. But it's not like you want to get all you can eat. It's going to be up to a certain amount. Exactly. So I've eaten my fill. It's now becoming widely available. Other books are posting it, copying the lines. I'm like, you know what? Let me give it out to my clients. Gave out a three-star on the under. Well, it's not a you-know-what. It's once you become – like, you might bet a 1,000 on a game you don't feel good enough about to give out because that's a high threshold. But once you felt that confident, you give it out as a max best bet. Exactly. And that, what was the number at that time? 268 and a half. All right. So anyone who's following you would have acted upon that and the game ended up? Game landed 242. 242. But it closed 256. Pretty sharp. Yes. What do you think of that, AJ? It's impressive. Did he text you? Uh, he did, actually, yeah. Damn. Did you bet it? I did not. Well, you figure, why bet a, you know, a special pick from a professional gambler? I, how many three? Were you, were you designing your I'll be board? honest. As soon as I saw WNBA, I said, good luck. Huh. How many, how many three-star exhibition game plays yeah. have I given out in my life? Yes. And remember, it, it was truly an exhibition. But in New York City, it's uh, only an exhibition. It's not a competition, so no wagering there in New York City. But of course, here in Las Vegas, so we can bet on exhibitions here. Fair enough. Pretty good, Fez, and it's very self-aggrandizing. I'll look that word up. <laughs> All right, we good? Oh, we got Dave Asler, Diamond Dave. Oh, I want to see. Did PFF come out with their games yet? They didn't put out. They, they said they were putting out this whole thing, and they didn't put any. They didn't. You put sure you're out. looking the right place? Yeah, PFF College Edition. Sometimes you struggle with UX at sites. All right. I'm not saying it can't. I don't know, Mackenzie. Did you look at it? Yeah, I didn't see anything from PFF today. Sometimes you struggle with UX at sites. I've heard that. Okay. Here's what we're gonna do, though. When you see PFF with their model comes out. The ones you agree with that don't move or you think still have value, you're going to be releasing. Yep. The ones you disagree with, we'll be talking about. No you got to respect them. And they, you know, I think they have some effect on the market. So, AJ, I know that you, to your subscribers, have released how many plays so far? Five. Over under win totals yep. college football. So, I think it'd be a good idea take those five that you have that have nothing to do with anyone. It's just you like them. And let's put those in a package, and this will be your all-access over-under win total for college football that will be good through the beginning of the season. Yep. So you can get the five right away, and then as PFF releases or anything affects the market, you'll be adding – how many do you think you'll have at the end of the year? Ten. Ten. So let's think of – I think you should make this $49. Okay. So that way, literally, you'll be getting four dollars and ninety cents a pick. Ninety-nine cents, I yeah, on like it. five dollars, five dollars a pick. And win totals have a great one. You get action the whole year on them. Two, they have a great history of winning. Fez, what's your win total situation right now? I've got uh, my NFL win totals, not my college football. I think no, no, I'm four, talking about NFL. I think there's four of them up. And right now, who's can you buy those separate? Like, where can you buy? You got like a you got to you got to buy the all access pass to get them. I don't have a separate seat. I think I package. think we start a separate one right now. I agree. What should we do? What do you think? I think for you because you have more. I, now, last year you did something where uh, you had like all your preseason bats in one package, right? Yes. And and what did you think about? It seems like you made a face like you didn't like that. What was? It? What do you think? The 
well, the, the the thing about the the preseason is, do we include the season wins and all the all the preflop stuff? Like, like I'm not talking preseason. When I said the preseason stuff, I don't mean your preseason picks. I meant all of your props and stuff uh, and all of your season wins. I love that idea. Did, yeah. You, did you have them in one package? If I, yeah, you know I what scro- I think we should do. Let's think this all the way through. But how many season wins do you think you'll have? Six. Okay. What I would say is let's go with the same forty nine dollars, mm-hmm. and I think you only put those in a $49 package that will only promise to have all the other season wins, nothing else. So you're buying the season. Right now, your subscribers have it already. And by the way, this is a good time to subscribe. You got the discount if you want to use it. Discount is Dream 20. Go ahead. If I have any player projections No, it's going to be separate. That's separate, separate. Very good. Right, and then we may bundle things together into one, but I think we don't do that. Uh, prematurely sure and if someone wants to upgrade here's the promise we'll make you whatever you spend because you can get use this 20 percent on his 49 or you can get aj and fezes together and get the 20 percent but if we end up having a combo for fez with all of his p- before the season stuff you'll be able to upgrade for that for whatever the best price would be meaning if you spend 49 bucks now the next one ends up being 79 you can have the upgrade for 30 bucks mm-hmm. that's always our commitment you never ever hurt yourself financially by buying something early you always at least are getting the best deal and if there's another deal that's better later you can match that at least, and usually you'll get the best deal that never gets matched by anyone else cuz we get you know we get better early our best comes early usually. But if we find another way to approach something, it might end up being better, but now you can just go that path. That's the way we do it. That's why we're still selling picks and you know, quite frankly, are the most successful at it because we provide value. So real simple, $49 for all of yours, you're gonna have a batch of five available right upon purchase for AJ. Fez, you're gonna have about four, you think, available right upon purchase, 49 for each. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Amen, brother. Let's listen to Dave Essler, though. He's got one for free here. Let's listen. I love and I bet the University of North Carolina under seven and a half wins on the gridiron this fall. They bring back a significant portion of their defensive production, but that's a defensive production that allowed six yards per play, 32 points per game, and I don't think Gene Chizik is going to fix that. He hasn't coached since 2016, and it's just a different game. On the offense, they are the 114th in returning production. They lose one-time Heisman candidate Sam Howell to the NFL, and although he did have a down year, he also ran for 828 yards. And when you combine that with losing Ty Chandler and his 1,100 yards rushing to the Vikings, they can't replace that. Not with Jacoby Criswell in the center, who threw 21 passes last year, all against either Wofford or Georgia State not when the offense also loses two starting linemen to the NFL draft. Yes, they'll open with a win over Florida A&M. They may not win in week two at App State, and then it begins. With the huge loss in production, they're asking a team that won six games last season, only three in the ACC, to win eight for me to lose this bet. Not a chance. I bet University of North Carolina under seven and a half wins. Okay, I listen, I like fading older you know, I like fading, fading coaches. You know what I'm saying? As you get older, sometimes you fade yep. into obscurity. What do you think, AJ? Uh, I'm scared of this because Mac is an older, probably a fading coach, certainly from an X's and O's standpoint. But from a recruiting standpoint, Mac Brown continues to be really good. He's had a top 15 class the last two years. Those guys starting to come into their own. That, that kind of leans me off of this. 
fundamentally, I agree with a lot. Losing Sam Howell. So let's just say, generally, if anyone bucks Dave, I I bet them for Dave's behalf, and I, I make a lot of money. But so you're not fading it. I'm you're not saying fading. You're neutral. It. I'm neutral. All right, because if if you would have faded it, I know. Green I know. button, baby. All right, Dave Essler. You can follow him, Dave underscore Essler. We had to get him in for the start of football for a nice long session. Absolutely. All right. Any closing thoughts, Fess? You want a best, one more best bet for me? One more best bet. What best bet did you give? Got a division. But best what best bet. bet did you give? I haven't given any. So you mean a best Would bet? Would you like a best bet for me, RJ? I do. Hold on, though. Pick a winner. Oh, I get the wrong one. That, that's true, That's too. a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. But, well, you know, something tradition dictates. Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Buy up your pad and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. Chicago Bears division wins. I thought you were going to say division winner. I was like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's been the like one narrative of the NFC North with the Bears still stink? Aaron Rodgers weird. Aaron Rodgers is weird, but you know who owns Chicago? Green Bay does. Minnesota better. Wasn't Minnesota the one saying they're going to own this division? They're going to own the this, uh, the North for the years to come or something? Well, they would if they got to play Chicago every year. All right, go ahead. In all their games. And Detroit, wise guy, darling, lots of money on yeah, Detroit yeah. as well. So so I'm either neutral or bullish on the other teams in the division. I hate what the Bears are doing. No skill position uh, players. Uh, defensive line. Compl- well, Noah, you know, weak at skill positions didn't really address it in the draft. Exactly. I, I don't like the defensive line. I don't like any part of the Bears. And I, frankly, I think under six and a half would be the way I'd go for their overall games. But especially within division, it's really hard for me to see how the Bears, who are the worst team, in my opinion, in that division, how they're going to get to three and three. I'm going to go under two and a half division wins, minus 145. That bet's available, William Hill. Minus 145 under. Here's why I like that. Because the whole thing about Aaron Rodgers saying, I own you, and then Chicago rebelling against that means that in games that most likely Green Bay is going to be a big favor, Aaron Rodgers is going to be especially attentive that he doesn't let the revenge of the Bears. It's almost like if you're fighting someone who's a lot better than you or tougher than you, you want to tamp down the emotion. Mm. Because if there's low emotion, there's a chance they get lackadaisical. But the odds of Aaron Rodgers being lackadaisical against the Bears, because all week they're going to be talking about his statement, yes. I think that hurts the Bears a good bit. Yes, Green Bay Week 2 is laying 10, by the way, against Chicago. Yeah. And I like it's early in the year because remember now, if, now, that's fascinating with these division wins amongst the division opponents is if you had, like, a Tampa Bay playing one of the division opponents in Week 18. They play Atlanta. Yeah, that would be a concern. Maybe, hey, they got things locked up. Yeah, Tampa's laying seven, and you know what? Maybe they should be laying 12. Maybe it should be Peckham. Yeah, so that's got to be considered. So I like Week 2. You know they're going to be focused. Yes. And I also would say if it's a – if the games that are typically going to be high-lined are in prime time, that helps the favorite because they tend to focus more. Yes. All right. What do you think, AJ? It sounds strong to me. I, I'm way down on the Bears. I think Justin Fields, they didn't do anything to help him this year, this offseason, and then having a new coaching staff, it just feels like a disaster waiting to happen there. Yeah, it's funny. Colin today said the Stroud, the high state quarterback, who is looking to be, I mean, projected to be what, well, he is the Heisman favorite, right? Yes, he is. 
and he's projected to go number one? I don't know. That's what I was looking up. I, I think he is most likely projected to go well, number one. Well, it can't one. be the Alabama guy. He's like 5'11 or whatever. No, well, the Will Anderson is the guy that – like From it, Kentucky? No, the, no, the linebacker Will Anderson oh. from Alabama. First off, let's get something straight. If a quarterback's elite, they go one. Right? It's, when's the last time a really good quarterback didn't go one? The only time quarterbacks don't go one now – is if there if there's no good if there's no quarterback everyone can say that's a good quarterback right okay. yeah I, I mean Bryce Bryce Young is the second rated quarterback in this and that's what year. I'm saying is his size limitations I think uh, really make it where Young might have as good a chance at the Heisman but I think Stroud has a much better chance in the pros they talk about Will Anderson though like he's a a, a really special defensive player so that that's why you want to you want to bet heads up no I mean how about I'll give you plus one twenty that he doesn't go number one. I'm trying to think who might pick number one. <laughs> well, who who's not going to take? They'll, they'll trade out. I mean, if like if if Jacksonville picks number one again, but Trevor Lawrence is still good, they'll trade out. To well, some. quarterback didn't go number one this year. I know because it wasn't a good. I mean, there's no one like Stroud. I mean, people are saying Stroud would have went higher this year than any. They said Stroud would have went number one this year. Yeah. Right, you think on that? I don't okay. think we're, I don't think I'm going to be hearing him look me up as they say. Got the odds up on the screen, by the way, for next year's first pick. Okay, that's interesting. So Anderson, thank you for getting that quick. It's three to one. So really, it's Bryce Young. Oh man, I would love to be able to fade Young, take Stroud. So it's Stroud plus two hundred, Young plus two fifty, Will Anderson plus three hundred, and then a drop off. Now I think it's very possible. I mean, the fact there's such a drop off and there's no other. Now that Kentucky quarterback's getting some love, right? As, not necessarily as a pure quarterback. There's, he's one of those guys that people think may be able to play a different position in the NFL as an athlete. Well, that's not what I'm hearing. I mean, I, Colin today said he thought that this Levis is going to be better than Stroud. I have a hard time believing I that. do, too. But the thing uh, – CJ Stroud is a, like a legit NFL prospect. The thing that blew my mind was the idea that, that um, Colin said Stroud – is a lesser prospect than Justin Fields was. That's just not, that's crazy. When Fields went 11, he was the fourth quarterback take. Yeah. Although, and I don't know why CJ Field or why Fields dropped because he was a he guy. He dropped who, because of the reasons what we're seeing. He processes slow. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. But there were people who thought that he was a top two or three well, pick. Apparently, they wasn't. Not anyone had picks in the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten. Right, I mean, and, and I got Will Levis confused with their last quarterback. So uh, uh, you're right. Will Levis is a, a higher ranked passing prospect than what I was thinking. Again, still a working. Pro- I mean, still someone with a lot of talent, but there's a lot of question yes. marks. Now, yeah, the other guy was like a single wing guy. Yeah, is he? Is he? Is he th- done? Yeah. Okay. So hey, the years keep passing, man. <laughs> I know how it goes sometimes. The um, I know. I mean, listen. I know his college. Let's just say this. Historically, I don't think his college prep has been that good this early. This year, I've been on it with him, and that's why I think we've gotten good picks. Yeah. And, and you got your package already up. Um, last thing on this, I do think that the the field situation speaks to the idea that a lot of what we hear is bullshit. And it's people that know the game, but they don't know drafting or they're not a GM. And the different, let's be honest, the guy, like your buddy, uh, your buddy that works for the NFL Network, Lance he Irwin. makes fine money. Mm-hmm. He'd make a lot more money as a GM. Yes. Or a, a director <laughs> or a director of playing personnel, player personnel even. Yes. 
what's the difference there? What, what's the difference between Phil Ivey and a guy playing 2,500? The guy playing 20 or 2,550. The guy playing 2,550 no limit at the Bellagio is really good. It might be one hand out of 50 that Ivey plays just different. But that's the difference between Ivey and the 2,550 guy. You agree with that, Fez? Yes. I'm not saying for sure that Lance Zerline doesn't have that, but let's just say the guys who are successful in the NFL, we know they do. And in general, the draft Knicks just are missing on, on, on two or three guys a year where they just think of it differently than the NFL does. I have a question. You probably have good mm-hmm. insight into this. At what point do you think NFL teams look at Ohio State quarterbacks and say, these guys are built for this Ohio State system, they're great college quarterbacks, and they don't work in the NFL? Uh, that's a fascinating question. Um, I think with Fields, it was. I think back in the day, it was so unsophisticated that maybe it was about, oh, this guy's from a spread offense, and now he's. I think these days they really figure it out, man. I, I just think the if you think about the amount of analytics, and I'm not talking about analytics like yards per attempt, but I'm talking about analytics like, like they got player tracking data now. Accuracy. To take into consideration yeah. Ohio State as the two best wide receivers in the Big Ten. I mean, it feels like the amount of raw data that is around football is 20 times what it was even I five agree. or seven years ago. And it feels like the math guys are figuring out a lot of stuff that used to be a mystery. And I think feel you got a lot of talking heads virtue signaling saying – I, I find it atrocious. Like they thought that it was something said on Get Up about Fields' work ethic that caused him, mm. except when you really heard from the people really inside, they get, he doesn't process quick enough. Mm. Now, he had a good year in, in regards to big plays, Fields, but he didn't with holding the ball. Yeah. So, and I think the Steelers, by the way, weak O-line, they got two guys that tend to hold the ball. I think it was, and Big Ben got the ball out fast. I think whoever quarterbacks for Pittsburgh, there's going to be a lot of strips. I'd be looking for defensive touchdowns plus the 240. But next week, we're going to do the draft in which we are all drafting for the Super Bowl winner. And by AJ's idea, we're going to be doing it with bids. Auction style. Auction style. Yeah, let me just say it's going to be like this. I got 75. But next. Our talk about money, wealth, affluence, and life and happiness, and it's free. You're going to be bragging about originating something else today, right? You know, I'm not even going to bring up. Well, what do you mean you're not going to bring it up? All right, I'll bring it up. I am Elmer J. Foot, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. I mean, you were just, you just went. So what, it was a Monday night you went to a magic show? Matt Franco. That's nice. And At it, the it links. cost like what? Hundreds of dollars? You just 130 said, a ticket. You just peeled it off. I didn't even know. I went in my host. I, I that just must said, be nice. That must be nice. I just said best seats that you got available, just charge it to the room. Wow. Now where was this at? At the Links. The link. The old the link. The old Imperial Palace and now is the link where the high so roller why, is. Why why did you have a room at the link? Well, I had a room at Caesars. Why'd you have a room at Caesars? Because they You um, were doing like a staycation kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. So you guys are like, listen, this house we're in. This is mansion a, isn't enough. This, this mansion is enough most of the time, but we, now we need more. We, disco- we, we discover something new every trip. This, <coughs> this trip we discovered the seven-star pool. There's a special pool. So, so, so you have a special affinity with Caesars? I have the seven-star car, which is the highest. And, it's and, better is that, than the Is diamond. that because of the sports betting? Yes. 
so now William now how does this work? The William Hill what it was Caesars batting, then it was William Hill, then Caesars bought William Hill. So what is it? It's merged. They call it the Caesars Sports app, but it's really the William. It's the, it's the William. Are they Hill identical? Book. They are, but, but they're they, not identical state by state. So you uh, could have an you could have an identical game. But can you hit? Can you limit? But are, are there lines tied in together? The lines are identical in Nevada, but mm-hmm. but if you're in Jersey, it can be so. If you hit different. it at one place and you move it, you're going to move it at the other. You are. So what happens though if you put both in simultaneously? Well. I just know how to bet on Caesars. I don't even know how to bet on William Hill. I think it's all one and the same now. But then, I, then you know how to bet on the William Hill then. Yes. Because it's the same, you're saying. But Except it, if they're not the same, couldn't you think about simultaneous? It, you could, but it says the William Hill app. But it's it, it says the Caesars app, but it's at a William Hill book. It's very you're going, confusing. You go into Caesars Palace, and it's all William Hill book. It's all William But Hill. how did you get the seven-star thing? Because it links the William Hill bets under the Caesars app, link to you get reward credits so it, for wagering. Really, is there any other casinos in town that give you such good um, acknowledgement of your sports betting dollar? Not even close. Circa would be a far, far So really, they're the acting two. like your sports betting is like you playing blackjack effectively. Yes. And that's good because you're positive EV there. Only it's not blackjack. It's more like you're playing roulette. In terms of what they give you in rewards, so they credits. so they give you even more. Yes, because they, they what are they going by the the four you know the the four point whatever Theo? They're assuming you're it's, losing. They're assuming you're losing. I think they're giving you like point one five percent. So point one five, so one seventh of a percent. Yes. All right. So let's say you bet two. Let's say you bet three dimes on something. You're getting forty five dollars of value. I guess I gotta go buy thousands. That's the way. I yeah, so I, each thousand is gonna be fifteen dollars. Yes. So forty-five dollars of credit. So I can eat like a forty-five dollar lobster off of a three-dime bet. Yes. Damn, I, I should be taking advantage of that. Sounds like it. But wait, there's more. Okay. So you get reward. You get tier now, credits. Now here's the thing. I'm right now wondering how hasn't any of this overflown into me because it hasn't yet. By the way, go ahead. So you get tier credits. And you get reward credits. The reward credits get you comps. The tier credits get you status. Mm, and, and you like status. And I like the status. The best status, I got to tell you, is the Seven Stars has all these little perks they don't advertise. You can just walk in and use any gym. You can walk in and go to any pool. At now, is this where you get the, the various uh, sundry liquors and stuff that Four you Four free out? drinks and $10 food comp. Yes. Uh, but 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 this trip we discovered the seven star pool, which is on the second floor. In, in, in Caesars has like five pools, and they have one adult pool where there's, they, they deal live blackjack, and it's pretty cool. Like the old Tropicana used to do that. And above it, up the steps, is the seven star pool, which we were had no idea. Because let's be honest, you love to exclude as many people as possible from where you are. Uh, well, it, there's nowhere to sit. It's too crowded to. But at it's the pool. only. But it's people you don't mind sitting beside. Not at all. <laughs> Because let's be honest, if you were at, the, let's say, the Treasure Island pool, yeah. you, you wouldn't be comfortable. No, and there's no, there's no place to sit. And if I did find a seat, I, I wouldn't be comfortable with the person doing, like, whatever, whatever in the lounge chair next to me. <laughs> whatever. Like, 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 like sitting. Like, like, my, the, like the person's, like, digging, like, their finger in or they're, like, one of their orifices my, or something. My, my gal in the Seven Stars, like, she walked over. She said, sir, are you a Seven Star member? I showed it. She's like, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah. It's, Do you it's, think she said that because you didn't look like she, one? Of, of course. And, um, and she actually said. She, I think you look like a seven star. She actually, we, I said, oh, I love this book. She says, yep. She says, it really keeps the riffraff out. 
Holy cow. <laughs> That's what she said? I will not embarrass this gal's name by giving her name. I think you've said enough. But that's what she said. And the fact that it makes you laugh and you remember it, like, a lot of, I mean, I would make the case that a righteous person would have said, I object and I need to get you fired. Mm. She just looked at you and said, you know? No. She had a feeling you could deal with it. You're loved and you're hated, Fez. Yes. <laughs> but no one can wonder if he's honest. Now, last question. Why hasn't this any of it spilled over to me? Like, you think there's a couple spots you could have said, hey, you need a room. How quickly you forget the, like, the... the Are we really going to talk about the... We're going all the, the way back the, to the, Benny Hanna and... Like, Penny Hanna from three years ago? No, that yeah, yes. That if anything, that proves my point. Well, it's the exception that proves the rule. I have good news, Mr. Uh, Bell. All right, I'm listening. How would you like mm -hmm. in your possession mm -hmm. your own seven stars companion card, which I can get you? Mean you're gonna be companions? Yes. That doesn't mean you have to know. stay. You don't have to stay with me. <laughs> now, what does that allow me? It allows you. I'm tingling right now. It allows you to get free parking at that at the Caesar That's side fine. valet. That's fine. Wait, at the, what, There's the, got to be more than that. I got to get passes to buffet. Do I get to the front of line of buffets? Yes, you get, I, I'm you, in. You, you get you don't get complimentary food, but you That's get fine. The, I don't you get care. The, you get the line passes absolutely, and you get to go to any pool you want. You I got enough in. money. I don't have enough pool. status. There you go. I don't. I, I, this surprises me that you're even interested in this. I love. I, I, listen, let me explain something to you. I love Vegas. Like, I dreamt about Vegas when yeah. I was growing up. I, I had a UNOV hat in the 90, like 90, 91. The Tark, I used to do the dun-dun, like that stuff. Uh -huh. I've come out here, and as Dylan would say, I've been to Sugar Town. I shook the sugar down. I've done a lot here. And you're not, like, I feel like you're not interested in doing anymore. Here's the you thing. You like to go from your house to your office. No, no, no. I agree. Office. I don't. I but when I do go out, I want there to be the least hassle possible. It's too. It's too much. I hate. Hassle. I want. I want to be driven there, and I want to be. <laughs> I want to be whisked past any lines, and I want a special table when I get there. That's all. So I can you play the Silver Spoon song again? <laughs> so I. I assure you. But I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not used to it. If I do it, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to act like it's just the way things. This are is life. All right. Yeah. All right. Flamingo Road. But I need my name. It can't be your name on there. I'll I get you one with your name. You need, I'm just going to explain. It's fine to be my name. You're, you're staying with me. If they ask any no. questions, they never, ever ask for ID unless it's a I'll comp. say Steve is my companion. Yes. <laughs> say you've got the companion card. Because let me tell you a problem I had once. I had the chairman's card at the stations. Yes. But it wasn't mine. Of course. There's a friend that was trying to get in good with me, like you are. Yes. But not enough. You should be trying to get in better. I think you're getting too complacent. But anyway, it got. I didn't care about. I didn't use his points or whatever. It was. I could get past any line. Right. Especially at the GVR, that buffet. I yes. love that buffet. But that line, you can't find a time that line, or at least back in the day, that pre-pandemic. I don't know now. That it wasn't rocking. The crab on the grill. Yes. It, that. But I'm mean, saying that I used to go for a movie. But then I'd get it. I had to wait an hour and a half. I have to wolf the food down. I, yeah. No, 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 no. That's not what I want. I had that card and it was great. Finally, they started saying, uh, can we get some ID with this card? And I'm like, I'm not using any points. They go, no, we still need it. 
and then the gig was up. The jig or the gig or whatever was up. They so I don't want to – I got PTSD from that. They – I've never asked for my ID unless I'm... Because you look like you belong there. They're thinking with me, he looks kind of like new money, but maybe new money that lost his money. Well, don't show up, in, now your, he doesn't have don't show up in your pajamas and no, you'll probably so be I okay. Dress, listen, I, I, I dress more than fine, especially if I'm going don't. to the casino. And I don't. But what I'm saying is I just don't want to feel like there's an anxiety. Listen, I, my whole I'll life... I'll get you the companion card. Uh, my whole card. life we'll I've been trying to get it, over it'll be on the up, up, Let's be honest. It's, it'll be on the up and up. I'll get you the companion card, but the, I tell you what, that North Valet, excuse me, the South Valet parking for Caesars on Flamingo. So okay, that's just, okay. I know where we're talking. So you know you're you're on the Boulevard now. How is is that the one that gets you into the form shops? No. Okay. It's the one by the the spots by the one by Quaspa. <laughs> Listen to this guy. Now, question: Has your wife at any point said, Steve, would it be viable for, for us to live here? No. But but there's been something similar to that, like maybe yeah, a month yeah. or so. Yes. Yeah. So you're on you're you're at the corner, <laughs> you're at the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Flamingo. All right, and you go on Flamingo towards I-15, but you don't go to I-15. You go 100 yards, and then turn right, and there it is, right there, the special VIP um, valet parking. They will not let you park there, valet, unless you're a seven star diamond. Nope. Turn around. Get out of here. We need to see the card. They never ask for ID. They always ask for the card. Now, has Mackenzie been involved with any of this? Yes. So somehow Mackenzie was getting the overflow before me. Mackenzie has never gotten my—I don't believe—Mackenzie, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe I've never given you the seven-star card. Is that correct? Because you wanted to keep him beholden each time, saying, please, Steve, can I borrow I that? I did get Mackenzie and his young friend a room one night. What was his name? <laughs> Uh, I, I just put it under Mackenzie's name and my name. Mackenzie. After that, it, he it was Mackenzie in charge. A companion. After <laughs> Mackenzie was the companion for that trip. You know what's funny? Mackenzie's main move with Broad seems to be that he gets a free room from one of us, and he parties that. It's almost like Rob Lowe. The work of the job. It, it's, yeah, it's almost like Rob Lowe in Saint Almost Fire. Remember, he's in the, 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 the tub with the girl. He goes, Kim, you were supposed to be back on Monday. Monday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my gosh. Now, when you go on vacation in a couple weeks, is Mackenzie's house sitting? No. Because let me tell you, son, you'd have to do a deep no, clean after that. No, no, no. Did you, were you hoping, Mackenzie? No. I appreciate the room, though, Fez. Thank you. It's kind of sad if, you, if the only way you can get a girl is to, like, you know, that kind of thing. You'd think it'd be about love. No, you have to show them riches and affluence, which I can lie about when Fez hooks me up. Tell them you know Steve Fazek. <laughs> All right. Steve, I am going to gratefully take the card, but not this one. I'm going to wait for my personal one. You got it. But I do appreciate it. Seem doesn't seem like enough, though, does it? feel generous. Mm-mm. I mean, you get to skip all the lines. That's what you want. Except that when am I going to Caesars? That's what I was saying. Any it, Harris property. Can I can I get into the, the gym and stuff for free? Absolutely. That might be interesting. Like, oh, yeah. I could, like a sauna, I'm assuming. Nice sauna. Nice there's whirlpool. N- there's no sauna. Free whirlpool. massages the, in the well, groin the, area? The pool. The pool. My hammies are tight. The pool, the, oh. the, the, <laughs> you get into the pool because you're seven stars. You can get in for free. Oh, the, see, AJ, pool. there's the ticket for you. What, what ticket for Because we, we've been talking about you not working out because of your bum leg. And I said, get to the pool. And he goes, I don't know if there's any pool. My, my big Olympic pool is yet to be installed. 
How big is your pool going to be? It's not that big. How big? I know you're trying to act like the working class guy here. How big is your pool? I, I don't know. 18,000. You you have a pool and you don't know how big it's going to be. I you don't know the exact dimensions. Building. I know my backyard is very small. Oh, so I bet it's not very small compared to Texas. Definitely very small compared to Texas. Is it good? Is it like 20 yards? I'm, I'm pulling up the dimensions now. I mean, why? Here's the funny thing. Why am I living with the least amount of affluence? Because you're... You choose to. Be, because you, I'm grinding. You, because you have a wife that's reasonable. No, that's true. But I also... <laughs> that's true. No, no, what I'm saying is reasonable, yes. But there's also a sense of, like, I feel like I like... I feel like I stay as hungry as my circumstances. And I'll tell you this. I love a couple of days here or there of affluence. Like, I'll give you an example. About five years ago with Mary, we were in L.A. And, like, as it should be, I pick up all the sundries, you know, oh, look, it's a, a, a Uber or whatever. You know, I'm going to throw, you know. In general, the, you know, there's a combination of commingled and not commingled, let's say, like that. Okay, so now, by whatever happenstance, I don't remember why she was paying for the Ubers, like, five, on a certain trip five years ago. And I heard, at the time, I think it's changed now, but Uber Black was like what you know like bill simmons was talking about it. everyone you know there was a lot of talk about how like oh some people uber we uber black which I've, is i've never uber, uber black okay Too expensive yeah well i didn't know exactly i never did either but i didn't know how much it was but hold on a second and so for the whole trip you know it was a three-day thing a three-day you know jaunt i guess to la for business and then the weekend we she was ordering it. i was like oh it's on you or uber black it She's like, ah, all right. Then when I got back to Vegas, the next time I'm Ubering myself, I said, let's look at this Uber. Bike. It was like double. I didn't realize it. And you know what's funny? I just laughed. Usually I'd be mad, but like the idea that she was like, like, like she was having to pay double and how rare it was for her to go mm -hmm. to Target. It was just, I just laughed. It was kind of demented. That is. Because it was like, oh, I bet she really was feeling it. Because... It was finally my chance to be on, you know, be the pretty girl. To live the high life. To li yeah. But, like, like, I'll tell you, like, I've been lucky. I've had a couple, you know, like, different times, people, sports books or whatever have invited me to Super Bowl party. They'll put, you know, like, one time when the Steelers won, they put me up in the Beverly Hilton, gave me a, you know, which is as nice as it, or one of the nicer ones, put, gave me a per diem, like, 250 a day for food. So I'm, like, eat, you know, we're eating buffets, poolside. I love that. For like two days, three days. Free food is so tastes so much better than food you got to pay for. But then I like to get back to the working class neighborhood. The people with like everyone in my neighborhood is fixing their car on mm -hmm. Sunday. You don't know. You drive by these places with the windows up, <laughs> and I like that. Feels like I'm in my roots, and I feel like I got some work yet to do. If I'm at the triple seven star all the time, what, it seems like you've arrived already. Now, rich people feel like they arrived, like they grew up thinking they arrived. But for me, it'd be a difference. That's why, AJ, your affluence befuddles me. My affluence? Yeah, you, your house is like a half million dollar house. I mean, it's like these gigantic house. Like your house is big, could fit three of my houses in it. That's not, I've, I've, and it's I haven't stone. been inside your it's house. Like stone, there's stone everywhere. There's like super high ceilings. Like all this stuff that, that like I, I, I've never, I've visited. I've never lived in it. 
Mackenzie, I like Mackenzie's style. He grinds. <laughs> and I don't begrudge you that. I'm just saying, I, I, I wonder if it softens you. Maybe so. As I'm you, a, go ahead. I'm going to propose a theory. All right. Uh-oh. This, and this is, this is dangerous territory. This is a theory about me? Yes. Oh, this, no, this, so is, a, this so, is a theory. He feels so compromised right now, he's attacking th- back. This think is, about this that. This is a theory that's completely contrary. All right. And I want to disclose, I was like, Completely the way you are. I was like, I read The Millionaire Next Door. I was safe. You know, but it's not even about the money to but, me. But 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 I was like, live live. I feel more comfortable in my working your, class. Be, live below your means. It's true. Don't spend your money on your cars. I was like, you know, completely, etc. But then, and I think that this is you know worthy of consideration. How much fun can you really have as an eighty-year-old billionaire? No, no, I agree with you. If it's if it's about saving. Like, I'll give you an example. There's a guy, I, there was a book written, uh, and I actually ordered it now, about a guy in Reno. He was called the Silver Dollar King or something. Mm. And this was a guy who was so frugal that he was worth, when he died, he died in like 1970, and he had uh, like an $80 million estate. So he was a rich dude, not like Bill Gates rich, but a rich dude, right? He went to jail. He died when he was like 88, he went to jail for like three years in his 80s because he got a tax conviction against him. He refused to pay any taxes because he believed that the government didn't have a right to tax him. One of those, right? Because remember, they didn't start taxing income till what, 1915, I right. think. And you told this story. On, uh, I did, okay. You, you, you did, and the, the principal was The guy such... went to jail. I didn't remember that. So the guy went to jail for multiple years in his 80s rather than pay like a mo- like, modest amount. It was 10 amount. million. Let's say it was 10 million. He has 70 to be at home as you know you're dying. I mean, you got how nah. many years left? He said, no, I'd rather. And he didn't even have anything to get. It wasn't like he had a bunch of kids. He had no kids. Yeah. So it's like that I have no interest in. It's not about the money. It's about I feel like rich people are so full of shit most of the time that I don't want to be around them. I think working class people are oftentimes, I think everyone's dumb. Like almost across like a group of like 20 people. If there's a group of 20, if we're not at a Nobel Prize convention or something, they're going to be dumb. I have a sobering thought for you. Let me finish that point, though. So I'm not saying that I think that to be honest in the right working class crowd, I think they're going to be smarter than some of the rich people. But in general, the more educated you are, the smarter you are. So I would say in general, the rich people are going to be a little bit more educated or maybe a lot more educated, maybe a little bit more intelligent but they're going to be so full of themselves and so uh, entrenched in their ways it's probably going to outweigh it i'd rather an open-minded person a little less educated go ahead where i live though i like i live the very oh boy he's still defending this go ahead so if i if i were to have my the house that i have now here closer to the city Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be able to afford that i couldn't afford that house if it were in green valley ranch it's a mansion I live almost the last exit before you get to Boulder City. Mm-hmm. So that's the sacrifice is you, if you live further and you, and away. Dri- and what car do you drive in? A, a, a Honda Accord. Is it new? No, it's paid off. What year is it? Like 2014. So you're up by Horizon Ridge? Somewhere. Yes. That's a beautiful area. Yes, that is. It's that's, a, that's, that's, there's there's a, a, let's just say this. There's not a lot of people taking the bus There's the university there. there, and it's like the, yeah. one of the greenest parts of the valley, right? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. killing you right now. This is hilarious. He gets a little smirk on his face as he starts. To... <laughs> no, but Fez that, that would never dri- live there. That drive on Horizon Ridge, if you've never done this, if you, I'm, I'm no, sure you've, oh, if you, if, if you want to go across the valley, 
so you start on the, the 515, which is— This can't go, interest people. Which goes it. to Boulder City. Well, well it's, it's the greatest view of the valley because right. you, you, get, you get a panorama on Horizon Ridge of the entire Las Vegas Valley that is the best view of the valley. You'll agree with me. At sunset, you yeah, look I at that. It. So I now what what um, if anyone named Spencer ever says, meet me out there for the first day, just be be fearful. I'll I'll, t- I'll pack. I'll, I'll be packing. <laughs> and that's the, the pool's 27 so by 13. 27 feet? 27 feet long, 13 feet Jeez, long. that's big. That's not that big. That's nice. And you're just having it built. Like, you're not digging spa? it. You're not no di- spa. You're not digging it up. It's just like, go, you people do it. I don't know how to build a pool. You could, I'm pretty sure you could dig the hole. You got tile? Hole's, you can have tile? It's going to be pebbled. Ooh, I like that. I've never, listen, anyway, I know you guys are very defensive right now. I'm just going to finish my little part to this. I find that, that, in general, there can be brilliant people in, with, amongst the poor, brilliant amongst the rich. It's, to me, it all evens out, and it evens out in a way that is not all that impressive to me. All right? So now it's like, okay, I'm not going to be overwhelmed by the intellects, typically. Now, if it's individual friends, I don't care if you're rich or poor, man. You can, if a guy's a billionaire and we got to be buddies, I'd be happy as a lark just because I had a good, you know, new good buddy, not because he was a Well, maybe I'd like that too, right? Who knows? I'm not saying if I can benefit from rich people, I wouldn't want to. But I just don't feel like I fit in with them. And I'll be candid. Go ahead. I don't either. I know. It's weird why you're living with you. My neighbor is an electrician. My neighbor on the other side is a contractor. That's always funny when you say it's so funny. Mary grew up in a place that is where Dave Letterman used to. It's like in Montana. It's like a resort community. But some people were local, right? Right. So like Letterman would have a place. And, she, and I, right at the beginning, she goes, oh, yeah, I grew, you know, working class. I go, your dad's a Ph.D. who is working at a level four lab, you know, got his Ph.D. from UT, and he's 40 years at this lab. Okay, that's not working class, but okay, fair Colin enough. Colin does that. He's a working class, oh, but yeah, dad's the, the a dentist. dentist. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's a, a lot small, of— de- a, small, a, lot of, a small town doctor. A lot yeah. of dentists, like, in the, anyway, the, the wrong side of the tracks. Hey, you relax a minute. Let me finish right. this point. <laughs> I don't Sorry, want you Colin. to overtalk right I love now. Colin. So, so here's the thing, though, is, oh, but her answer was always, well, my neighbor, I had one friend that was an electrician's daughter. That was her. That was like the one. So it's so funny that you're saying there's an electrician that lives that. How much does he charge per hour? I don't know. More than most lawyers, I, probably. I don't talk about those More. things. Well, I know um, the rich never, they think it's gauche to talk about money. Uh, do you not? No. Would you, if your neighbor came up and asked how much you make, you wouldn't be uncomfortable first talking First of all, if, I, if, if the neighbor and I couldn't have... First of all, I don't think I've ever spoken to my neighbors. <laughs> but you like living amongst the people. I do. It's just... It's uh, not dealing with them. Because I've got the worst looking yard in the whole block. So I'm the one that they're always pointing at saying, you know, they don't know that, you know, that I own a business or anything. It's like that guy, he's the, he's the trouble on the block. Do you do your own yard? I don't do the yard. Okay. I mean, like, it was done way back when with, like, AstroTurf. I don't have real grass. Right. So, finally, the weeds get kind of bad, and, you know. Do you take care of the weeds sometimes. or somebody come over and No, nah, but once a year, someone, when it gets really bad, once a year, someone comes by. But, but here's the point, though. I, well, one, you were talking about money. I think in general, if you can't talk honestly, the relationship doesn't mean anything. So all the people that's got these casual friends is like, what's up, Fred? Hey, Fred. If you can't say, hey, how, how's things going now that you're not making a lot of money or now that you're booming, how's things? Like, honest talk to me is all that interests me, 
right? So all the other, I like for business, I got too much of the perfunctory stuff, the superficial stuff. I want to talk honestly or I don't want to talk is the starting point. And I think usually with neighbors, you don't get to talk honestly. You know, it doesn't become that kind of relationship. But we could keep, you know, there's a lot we could talk about here, but I want to get to one point and one point only that I care about, which is there is something about the grasping middle class or the, the upward trajectory yuppie type. And yuppie is like an old word that I find particularly disagreeable because since they only have any kind of money the first time, it's like new to them, that status of that money becomes everything and it, or it becomes disproportionately important. And to me, it's one thing to acknowledge, hey, we got to compromise for money sometimes. It's another thing if your whole metric, if your whole system of measuring your life is about status and that status being connected to money and it all being so facile and so superficial and it's all so compromised. Because let's be candid, the more you compromise, the more, if you have talent, the main differentiator of success is going to be willingness to compromise. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And if your metric of success is money or, or success financially, that means you're going to respect the people that compromise the most and disrespect the people that compromise the least. That is reversed to me. And the funny thing is with 99% of these people, I have an amount of fame and wealth that they couldn't match with three of them. Or with fame, 10 of them. So I'm supposed to let their metric of success when I could come in and throw the truth as a trump card that just knocks them out of the game. But then what fun, how do I win that? It's, I win, but I don't win anything. They're pissed. <laughs> so it's like, I, I care about, you know, I care about people who legitimately value things about myself that I value. And it's not rich people typically. Though, again, if it's a rich person, I know I got, I'd say my friends are two-thirds, like people I would even want to have a real conversation, two-thirds not particularly rich, one-third, you know, more wealthy. I don't have any bias against the wealthy people, which is I have found historically I'm less inclined to get along with. What's the cutoff of where you consider someone wealthy? Okay, that's interesting. I think there's three groups. There's probably more, but there's the people who have, tr that aren't, like if they get, like a medical illness, they're, they're worried about not paying their rent down. Like where you, if you're worried about the basics, that's group one, all right? And obviously there's a group of homeless or whatever that I, I, I have, you know, I don't typically interact with. Now, again, if there's a homeless person that's a genius, I'm, I'm going to talk to him, all right? If he smells, I'll do it at a distance. It's, I'm just saying. Okay, now, now there was something interesting. This is a silo sojourn. There was a girl who was homeless, or seemingly so, that would panhandle with cars. You know, she had a sign was what between Trop and uh, like Pecos and Maryland. She was on that that stretch. And the first time I saw her, she was like a nine. Oh. And I'm thinking, how can a nine? She's a homeless ten then. Oh, she's a no. I mean, for homeless, she's like in the in the hall of fame. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, how could this be? This is either a scam, right? Right. Or it's some girl with so much character. Because here's the thing: Mo a lot of girls won't prostitute themselves, even if they could make money. But there's little ways to do that. 
I mean, if, you know, we've talked about it now, if it's like stripping, well, that's still got a lot of physical elements to it. It's in person. There's nudity. A lot of people won't do that. But then there's like date wealthy people. You know, like if you're 21, if you were, you know, like seeking arrangements. Like a sugar daddy. Situation. Sugar daddy. Or just, you know, date a kind of nerdy guy in college. Think yeah. back. Think back. Like in fa- high imagine dating Fez. Think back a high, a high school, like, like certain girls that would just call you up. If you were still single and you're like, boy, you know, I'm down on my luck. Can I can I stay with you for a few days? It turns into a few months. You know, I mean, there's girls in high school that would call and stay for a few months at your house. I'm, there's a list I could make you of, of girls. That I would imagine quite a few of the guys would say that wouldn't be a problem. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is, if a girl, if a pretty girl needed to, st- probably not high school because you wouldn't be deciding for yourself, but like in college. I'm saying after we're grown up, like like a girl I knew oh, in high, high school, school from fifth, like like think about some of the rockets oh that you went to high school with. Like there like, weren't any of those. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. I, I, that's something I spent a lot of time thinking. There was a, I won't give the name because I don't. I mean, I guess it's a nice thing because she was like the queen or whatever. But she was like the she was like the default. Her name first name was Julie. The default was oh man, she's almost as good looking as Julie, right? Hmm. I think back. I don't think I'd go out with Julie right now. I mean, I mean, like I'm saying, she she certainly is below my average, you know. Over, you know. So, so the point I'm making is, Vegas is good in that regard, and small towns aren't typically right now. But that said, let's assume good looking. If, if there's a good looking girl who wants to hang at the house, and you're saying no problem, most yeah. of the time you're saying yes, right? If you, well, if not you're me. Look, if yeah, you're if I'm single, sure. Yeah. Okay, that's the point. <laughs> My so, wife would be pissed if I brought yeah, home. Yeah, well, course. maybe, maybe not. But, but I mean, but here's the point: is this girl was so beautiful and homeless that it either had to be this scam or this hyper principled stand. I'll go she wasn't f- going to use this her looks at all. I'll go the former. Okay. Well, here's the Mine's thing. Mine's 280. Years later, or, or like a year later, I saw, like, I maybe missed her for a month. Saw her. She looked like she aged 10 years. So, like, she was living the street. She was outdoors for real. Mm. And I'm telling you, it really, in hindsight, now, my interest started to wane <laughs> at that point. You need anything, AJ? Nope. Getting any text where you should I be did get about? a text. N- nothing to worry about. Uh, I just didn't, you know. For, from someone from high school. Is it, about, is it is it about the pod? No, it's from oh. my wife. Okay. She knows you work late on... on she two. does. Yeah. She was asking how late. Yeah. Tell her you can, you'll text her when you're ready. Okay. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Yeah. It's just... I, At least my I, phone didn't ding I, like your iPad. But it, I, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't distract me, though. I, you don't ever see me looking at messages during shows, do you? Okay. It's important. I just... I'm a believer you should listen to your answers, right? Or the questions. AJ, he's gotten better. <laughs> he's gotten better at that, though. I give him credit. Okay, wrapping it all up, Fez, you 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 you're affluent and you're comfortable with it, and I think it's great. Do you, you didn't get to the other levels of affluence, like wh- oh, where, that's what a good point. Consider? I'll finish. Let's we'll finish real quick. Is then you got the middle class where like one vacation a year, you know, if they want to buy a big TV, they can, you know. So in today's dollars, I'd say. Between 50 and 90, you know, would be the second level. And then let's say there's two more above that, which is, hey, you, you got enough money that there's no small purchase that really moves the needle. Anything under 2000 you can pretty much get, but you, you don't go 
pri you don't fly private, you don't okay. fly. And then you got the top tier, which is again, there's a bunch of stratas up there, but you know, where, where you can fly private and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. So now what's the question? Oh, I was just asking like what you consider, like when oh, you said okay. you, two thirds of your friends Person aren't rich. Personally, I think the troublesome people are in the 50 to 90 tier and then early, then they go to the next tier. But it's, there's half of them that are completely contented. Like actually I make, I feel like because you got two kids, two sons, you like the bigger house. Your wife's a uh, you know homemaker. She's home a lot. That's the idea of having a nice house makes sense. You guys don't go out a ton. I kind of get where you're spending your money on your house. Like uh, to me, other than your house, you are a plus with like the you like your money you want to succeed but you don't judge people by it you don't think you're better than people because of it you've got a healthy attitude aj towards money I thank think. you okay that's what i i didn't know if that's what, if you but, considered me like no uh, but i think there's people exactly at your wealth who are very different than that, that okay. all, and you've met those i'm sure yeah. you've been, like when you rose up through the ranks in houston at one point, you started – your first day on Houston radio, you were low, you know, lower – I took a pay cut to move to Houston. I, was, I made $30,000 my first year in Houston radio. And that wasn't that – what was that, 15 years ago? Uh, yeah. All right, so that put you into the you – you didn't have any kids yet, though. I had one kid. All right, so – well, geez. So, I mean, what I'm saying is you were not affluent at that point. No. You rose up to be a guy making, you know, well into six figures and, and – uh, you were a programming director in a major state. You were a, you were a celebrity. When in local radio, you become a celebrity. Did uh, you do a car dealership ad? I did. Yeah, yeah. He's, doing, he's doing ads for car dealerships. You had to have an. You rose up through the ranks. Yeah. I'm sure you met a lot of disagreeable people that were were, were graspers. Of course. Yeah. So that's so we agree on this. Okay. Yeah. I don't particularly like uber-rich people either. But Fez is the only one I like. I'm not like. talking about uber-rich. I'm talking about people want to be uber-rich, and that's the most important thing. Oh, okay. Them. But I, I love that, like, AJ's, like, it, it, it's the way it should be. Like, use your money to, like, enjoy life. Don't worry. You're not using your money to, like, impress anybody. You're just doing it what, to, to, to have fun and provide for your family. That's the way to do it. And I think, final comment with you, you aren't trying to brag to anyone you just want to make the family happy. You know, we all, listen, wives have different, sometimes different um, interests and desires than the men. That's one of the nice things about it in theory. And I think you want to keep the wife contented because you love her. Why not? And I also think you want to not have hassle. You, you want good, like you would much rather have a private dining room that had food that was a seven out of 10 then have some bustle and hustle in a line and get a nine. Yes. You just want it to be where you're kind of at home. But if it's 10 but you're and not 4, I'll take the bustle and hustle. Yeah, but if it's like within the same, within one stage of categories. It's almost like a kind of wealth where you, you, you were this from the beginning, so you can't imagine anything else. And I, that's what befuddles me about the whole dating thing. You know, your family didn't have a ton of money, but it was it, like you had good money, but not crazy money. But it was, you were raised almost like with this entitled, like you had a sense of entitlement from day one. It's not true. I grew up in Dayton View until I was in fourth grade, which is like, I know, it's, a, we've it's been actually a bad neighborhood times, now. And then, then at age eight, you went to a private, like the- We went to Oakwood High School, which is like the snobby, snooty exactly. country club, like 
suburb of Dayton. So, so you, yeah, you can't say, well, up until the first grade, I was rough and tumble. All right. But, but my point, I'm trying, to, right. I'm trying to say that you don't look down your nose at people. You, you just have this very, you have a very comfortable, like, let me give you an example. My dad hated valet. Like, we would take vacation. My mom was obsessed with vacations. So, like, all the money she would save would go to the vacation. Right? We went to Italy when I was like 12 mm. years old. She, we went to Canada. We went, you know, we would never go to the beach. It was always like Colonial Williamsburg, or if you know anything about that. Or Goodness. it was like a cross-country trip where we would stop at these different places to learn things. It was very educational, okay. but it was also her wanting to live. She lived in a small town, but she wasn't really built for a small town. So, but that's all she ever knew. But she wanted to be big, better than the small town, right? So... I hated these vacations because when you're a kid, you're 12, you're playing with your, your friends in the summer. You don't want to go. I want to go to the beach. No, I didn't even want to go there. I wanted to stay where I was really? and play. You want to hang with your boys. Yeah. Or it, go to a baseball game. No, I wanted to play ba- like, like a pirate game. Yeah, see, see no. Roberto Clemente. Well, that was before Roberto your time. Roberto Clemente. He died in 1970, so. <laughs> Jesus God. <laughs> All right. But <laughs> I was nine. I was. Uh, Willie Parker. Yeah, Willie Parker. Willie Starge was thinking, and Dave Parker. Yes, enough. And you don't have to talk every ten seconds. You know, just we'll get to the picks here, and then you can, you know, be an expert. But but the point of fact is, the thing I think that was really the first time I can remember like being me was we had in the back of Matt Lowe's, who was my is was my neighbor, a good friend of mine still. In his yard, we played, um, you know, PG or whatever, right? With PG's like with a plastic ball, you know, like wiffle ball kind yeah, of wiffle ball, okay. yeah. But we had like a, a long season plan, like we had teams and we had like a schedule, like done. a league, a league, okay. And then we kept our stats, so it would be like someone had 28 home runs, someone had 26. You know, well organized, it was. And you know, I would have been like maybe 11 or 12 at this point, and I was competitive. And then we were going on vacation for like a week. And I said, hey, guys, I have an idea about three days before. I think there sh- we should have like a seven-day all-star. Like exhi- a break. Like an exhibition games. And that they shouldn't count with the stats. And then, you know, I won't be there for that. But then when I come back, we can resume the regular season. It didn't fly. Mm. Didn't fly. So did you fall out of the lead for some category or something? I think I protested after and said the stats don't count. Okay. I don't, but, 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 but I guess my general point was that my dad, I can still remember us getting to L.A. Because we drove cross country. It took two weeks once. It was horrible. Oh, my God. It was a nightmare. I mean, you got one sibling, and, and, and you're in the back of a station wagon. I mean, you saw, everyone saw vacation. Saw vacation I mean, it's not that far off. A thousand miles to the second largest ball of twine in the world. I mean, it, <laughs> Big Ben Parliament. Well, I guess that was European vacation. <laughs> but, but, the, but the fact of the matter is that when we finally got to L.A., when we finally got to L.A., we pulled up into, like, the roundabout or whatever of the hotel, and my dad jumps out of the car— and runs to grab the bags from the back of the station wagon because he didn't want to tip the valet. Like the idea, you know, because, again, we had like two weeks worth of bags. Yeah. It's me, my mom, my little sister, and my grandmother came with it. So I was like the second man at age like 11. And we had bags for all of us. 
So it was going to be like a nightmare pulling out. You know, he's, he's, he's wore the old bags that didn't have the, um, the wheels. wheels. Oh. And all, I don't know if he didn't want to spend the money for the tip or if he just felt uncomfortable being served. Because this is what I noticed. Whenever there was something like where there was gas, like in Jersey for a long time, I don't think it still is, that you can't self-pump. Mm-hmm. New Jersey and Oregon, the only two states. It's still the case. Yep. So he would get very uncomfortable with that. Because it was like he didn't want, like he didn't want, like when like the way, like when here's an example of someone like that. When you're at a restaurant and it comes time to clear the dishes, a guy like Fez has his arms folded, he's leaning back, he's not even those dishes, those people are out, not even in. They should be taller that then then they could reach it. Yeah, but (laughs) but my dad would like try to start stacking dishes up. I do the same thing. Because you're not comfortable being served. That's fascinating. I think also because I worked in the service industry before. So you should know that it's their job. Yeah, but you want, I mean, yeah. yeah see, that's, it's really interesting. And to me. And I also don't like valet, but I, I, I don't like valet for the yeah, inconvenience. I agree with that, too. In well, some you got to use the, the South Valet. The one, this, the one I, valet I that you, I could go to. Your car does not go into another lot. It's right there. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. like if you have a like, $200,000 car, they'll park it out. Exactly. Keep it out front, buddy. Uh-huh. I, so, but Fez, I can't see, I could see someone coming in with like a silver tray with a Coca-Cola on it and, <laughs> and like with velvet gloves and he would just be completely cool as a cucumber the whole time, right or wrong? Right. See, that is the difference. That, I landed that plane. That was an unlikely landing. <laughs> hey, hey, let's be careful out there. <laughs> 